thank you, Garth, for uh, starting us out properly. Why is my microphone not working? Your microphone's not working? Already, right off the bat, my microphone... My microphone wasn't working because it was on mute. Sorry for the blast all of a sudden. you but. you, you got to plug things in and hit power buttons, man. Yeah, let's just get the show started because this is, yeah, anyways. Right foot. Yep, here we go. Okay, just roll with Yep, there's the, uh, there's the music. There's the intro. It's that beautiful music for Music's got to fade out. Oh my See? gosh. Now it's faded. Now we can bring it over to uh, us. There we are. Look at us. Look at our mugs. Yeah. Look at our mugs. Uh, What's going on, guys? We are the Cinefanatics. My name is Chris Adams. And I'm Robert Adams. And this is the tagline, the show where the tagline is the title. Oh. That works. Yeah. It's, it's worked for 15 episodes now. This is, uh, I don't know. Why does stuff feel awkward? Because we are awkward people. Just got to own it sometimes. I, I believe so, too, but geez. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I feel like it's been a while. Last it hasn't. It's been one week since you looked at me. <laughs> Birchmont Stadium, home of the Robbie. Ah! Or Robert. You can call me Robert. Please call me Robert. Feel free to refer to me as Robert. You can call him Bob. No. Bobbert. Oh, now that we're going to make a big thing about it, now everyone's going to be like... Bobbifer. Hashtag, call him Bob. Hashtag, call him Bobbifer. Bobbifer? That's a very wordy hashtag. All right, Topher. This is a really stupid show already. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tonight's tagline is brought to you by... Mojito. Which is a drink that is brought to us by... People who decided not to leave the right address on their order when i'm delivering groceries to them yeah that's what happens when congrats uh, i get to keep their order when when you order all this stuff to make really nice like mixed drinks and then you put the wrong address and the wrong phone number on your order there's no one to deliver it to and right now you can't take food back to a grocery store they're they, just not gonna take it back they usually don't accept refunds of food during a pandemic Go yeah, figure. It's, it's not a normal occurrence. So that means we get an excess of lime and mint, because mm -hmm. that's what these people ordered. Yeah. Which requires you to buy rum. and Which I was probably going to buy anyways. I mean, let's be honest. Other accoutrement. Other accoutrement. Like, uh, was it like a three liter bottle of club soda for like a buck? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Gar says, Mojito, have a salad in your drink. Pretty much, I did just chew on a piece of leaf. Yeah, here's the downside to the. This is good. But I can't find my muddler. So those of y'all who uh, know how to make I told drinks, you, she's in New Mexico now. That's mud... Mu that was mother. Muddler. Oh. I can't find my muddler. My bad. So, yeah. Isn't that the movie that Matthew McConaughey was in? No, that was Mudder. No, that was Mud. No, it was Mud. Okay. What's that thing where you gotta, like, low crawl through, like, watery dirt? Mudding? Tough mudder. Tough mudder. That's just a muddy race. This is a stupid stream so far. I said that already. Yeah. Redundancy is even dumber. <laughs> um, Which means it's going to be a fun one because I haven't had enough to eat for this big drink. I'm about to get toasted. Yeah. That's, a, that's the wrong phrase for that. 
So, uh, how are you doing this? How have you been this past week? I'm about to be better. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. Been, been all right. There's been some ups and downs this last week. Some some craziness here or there. The world is still just in a crazy state, so it's par for the course at this point. Uh, don't know if we're uh, ever going to see some bright and shiny days during the year of 2020. Mm-hmm. We'll see when December rolls around. Possibly. Everything will just be on fire and just, that's it. That's, My world's on fire. How about yours? Yep, mine's, mine is too because we share the same planet. <laughs> that's the way I like it and I'll never get bored. Everybody hop on uh, one of them Elon rockets and get to Mars. <laughs> With Tom Cruise who wants to make a movie in outer space. I feel like we covered this a couple of weeks ago. You know what? Honestly, I'll, I'll co-star in that <laughs> just to get me off this rock. You know what's going to be bad I just thought of? With our really big buck teeth that we have, that mint, those mint leaves are going to get caught. We're going to end up with like pieces of mint. Oh, I up. should hope so. Oh, this will be fantastic. I should hope so. So those of y'all in the chat, we're going to rely uh, on y'all. That's my new profile picture. <laughs> with the green mint. In the... We're going to rely on y'all. If you see some crap stuck in our teeth, let us know. Well, don't let him know. Let me know. Yeah, just tell him. Don't tell me. Yeah, make sure that he doesn't see your message in the chat and that only I do. Yeah. If you'd like to text me, my number is... No, you. I'm just, yeah, I'm just kidding. Did you think I was actually going to do it? No. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Stupid. Gar says, this Sunday is Fada's Day, not Mother's Day. That's true. What, are you from Boston? Yeah. <laughs> I got smart pot. <laughs> got smart pot. <laughs> Stupid commercial. You cannot. <laughs> people, really good. People from Texas should not be doing Boston accents. No, it's no, just, it's just It's just not right. Uh, so How was your week? Uh, mine's been extremely busy, super busy. Yeah. So not only have we had a lot to film oh, over buddy. this past week, all Schmodown related, multiple Schmodown, and apparently there was also a trailer for some uh, Bill and Ted something or another that had to get done too. Oh, that was on Monday. I know we talked about it like before or Tuesday. That was on Tuesday. Yeah. So we talked about it because we filmed. Uh, did we do the reaction right before? I think so. Last yeah. week. I think so. Yeah, because that was released on six nine. And we had to talk about what six nine was. Anyways, moving on from that subject. Um, nice. There's been a lot of a lot of videos and stuff to get done. Uh, I've had I've had a certain person uh, inquire if I was capable of doing some graphics for him. Does he wear a cowboy hat? He does wear a cowboy hat typically. Cool. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, so I've been working on those as well. Uh, and I've also just been doing a lot of work at work. So. <laughs> who knew time is a lot uh, who knew that people do work at work that's yeah. crazy uh so i've like? been very busy oh yeah so yeah uh it's really like the first time i've I've gotten to just sit down and just kind of chill other than like no, the occasional like that's the other streaming show that's, yeah that's not this show uh other than the occasional like watching a good mythical morning or something yeah just because those two guys are silly and just so you know if this is your first time watching which if it is please say something in the chat Garth is lonely by himself in the chat. Lonely. You need to uh, join him there. I'm but anyway, if this is your first time watching, when we started this show, we initially said, along the, the factor of chill, that this was going to be a nice, relaxing evening show. You come home from work, and you get to you get to relax and just hang out with us as we talk about movie news. Um, then, of course, the world fell to crap. And because we timed this show perfectly, we timed this perfectly. We were gonna, we started doing a show right before the pandemic happened. Right at the beginning of March, we're like, we're gonna do it on March. Yeah. Uh, 
so I haven't been able to use that phrase, hey, we're going to be that nice relaxing show you can watch when you get home from work because nobody has a job anymore. Yeah. So that's that that's that was kind of my story there just cuz I want this show's this show's meant to be chill. I'm I'm feeling good tonight and I haven't even like gotten to a place where that's making me feel good. I just feel good in general. Yeah. Uh so uh the only other thing to get out of the way, other than my ums and ahs, because I'm trying to figure out how to word things, and I don't know the, how to. We've got to do all the things real quick. We've got to do all the things real quick. got to quick. do all the things, guys. It's so YouTube. there's a thing above his head. There it is. That would be the uh, the address for our stream lab. So feel free to drop any questions, comments, issues, whatever. Feel free to put it in the stream labs, and you can donate up there. And I believe the link is also down in the description. There's also the Patreon that's up here above my head. It's, yeah, it's up there somewhere. Join our Patreon. We got, what, the $1, $5, $10 tiers uh, coming up uh, this weekend. And I'll mention this again later on in the show. Yeah, uh, because we're bound to have at least five more people join us at some point during this show. Yeah, so I'll also go ahead and show the image as well, and we'll show it again later. Yeah, we'll do but that. But this weekend... Uh, this week would be Saturday the twentieth. This would be the day before Father's Day, so before everyone gets before all, Father's Day, before all your uh, kids get you all good and loaded up the next day, have a nice, chill, relaxed night with us. As long as you're at the ten dollar tier on our Patreon, you will be able to join us in our second movie watch along. Uh, last month we did Iron Man, which was a blast because we've all seen Iron Man so many times that. We just got to sit there and like have some fun, some silliness with it. Still enjoying a good movie. Really got dive into the things that we enjoyed about it. Uh, this week... I'm not going to be able to dive into the things I enjoy about this one. Not yet. Uh, we've talked about it multiple times. Uh, it's been in a month in the making, basically. Yeah. We have finally talked this one into doing a horror movie. We will be watching... Yeah. It's horror for a different it's reason. It's horror light. It's horrifying. Yeah. Horrifyingly bad. We will be doing the stuff. <laughs> uh, with special guest Tim Franco will the be tank. on there with us. It's the tank. So the thing to keep in mind with this, it's funny. You're wearing the same exact shirt. Yeah, it's like we took that picture today. Oh, okay. Go figure. <laughs> uh, so the thing with this is if you haven't seen this movie before, this is a this is like the perfect time because neither is he. I have not well, you showed me a couple of clips just to kind of set me up for what kind of movie I'm about to see. <laughs> and you're thoroughly impressed. Guys, this is going to be a fun one. You're you're going to want to make sure you're on that $10 tier. So, I'm going to have some fun with this stupid movie that we're about to watch. Yeah. So, uh, and we got Tim Franco with us too. Tim Franco, who's also a horror movie lover, uh, lover of uh, the body melt movies, which this is again, this is the weirdest subgenre ever. This is body melt like. Don't don't listen to this movie being called body melt and think, ew, I don't want to see bodies melt. It's uh, this is the lightest form ever. Because apparently, just one guy's head goes ah. Uh, I would say in terms of body melt, if you've seen the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, that's more of a body melt movie than this is. Or even uh, the third Indiana Jones. Yeah, the third one. The third one. You Raiders, run, Temple of Doom. You should run a movie YouTube channel. Raiders, Temple of Doom. <laughs> Instead of criticizing me, just come out with the name, huh? Last Crusade? There you go. You got it. Yeah. Raiders, Temple of Doom, Last Crusade. <laughs> Shmo now. Start this stream over again. We are not ready yet. I am not through enough of that drink to be able to name the third Indiana Jones movie off the top of my head. 
We should go into the schmodown. We should make sure we have drinks before we do it. I mean, that, that would have helped last time. New wild berries. <laughs> yeah, you would have picked the right chair. I would have picked the right chair. Just someone, make me a mixed drink, put it right here on the table. Like, that's where your spot is. Just follow the drink. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> follow, follow that's your. My, apparently, that's my Gabriel Iglesias impression. <laughs> follow your alcoholism, wherever it goes. <laughs> oh, we shouldn't joke about that. Yeah, well, it happened. A lot of people struggle with that. It's true. So, um, <laughs> wow, that was a weird way to. <laughs> Start the stream over again. <laughs> I haven't had enough of <laughs> Oof. Um, so, yeah, join us on the Patreon for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. We know there was a lot of people that were sitting there saying, like, if y'all do the stuff, we'll join your Patreon. So, yeah, put your money where your mouth is now because we're doing the stuff. I'm doing the stuff. <laughs> that was a weird thing to admit to on the live that stream. Sounds, uh, yeah, sounds like, <laughs> sounds like I'm talking about something completely different. You know, you, you can just do that in your room with the doors closed. I mean, oh, gosh. <laughs> You don't have to do it live. Anyways. Um, oh, oh, oh. The right stuff. It's the right stuff. Really? Yes. You did a New Kids yes. on the Block callback on our stream. Yes. Oh, good Was Lord. that New Kids on the Block or that, was that, that Marky was, Mark and the Funky Bunch? No. No, Marky Mark was uh, Good Vibrations. Oh, yeah. I am, confu- I am confusing the two. It's basically the same song, let's be honest. Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what's been going on. Oh, I do have one thing that I absolutely adore that I get to admit now. I got my car AC fixed. Yeah. Do you know? Do y'all have any idea out there in... Garth in Boston does not know. Garth probably does not know. But out there in internet land, do y'all have any idea, any kind of concept? I'm sure Garth has lived somewhere that was hotter than Boston. Possibly. Do y'all have any concept of what it's like to not have AC in your car during the summer in Texas? I do. It sucks. It's an awful experience. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, car places, car repair places, car lot places that sell cars, they, they typically like to say, AC is a luxury amenity in your vehicle. Not in Texas. It's an absolute freaking necessity. You can die of heat stroke in your car. Yeah. <laughs> it is possible. So, uh, got my AC fixed. Now I'm ready to just go drive all over this crazy state. Gar says it's been in the 90s up there, so they do have hot there. Ooh. But do you have the humidity that Texas has? Mm. Maybe? Uh, see, uh, we're talking about Boston. I was briefly in Boston for like three days. All that dang tea in the harbor? No, okay. No, here's the thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I was up there for like three days, and I think pretty much all three days it rained. So, yeah, there was... There was a good amount of humidity because, like, when the rain stopped, then it was still pretty warm, and you had a lot of humidity. So, yeah, they have have a lot of humidity coming in off the coast right there. But they don't have the Gulf of Mexico. I mean, does it really matter where the humidity comes from? Things are – things that come from Mexico are a little bit hotter. I guess. They're a little bit spicier. Yeah. (laughs) Our humidity is coming and going, hello, senor. (laughs) Oofa. <laughs> Mojito. Yay. Mojito. <laughs> wow. Start the stream over again. I haven't had <laughs> I had my car AC die while at the family farm in West Virginia. We got it recharged, but it didn't last because it had a leak. We had a week in the 90s with no car. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. When you hit 90 degrees, yeah. woo, you need some AC. 
That's the thing. I went like an entire year essentially when I was driving the Grand Prix. Oh yeah. No AC in that mug. I didn't I don't think I got AC again until I bought a new car. Yeah. And then got that car wrecked and yeah, then you that got a new got... car and then you wrecked that car. We need to we need car. to we need to be clear about something. I didn't get the cars wrecked. It was the dumb people who wrecked into me that got them wrecked. Yeah, so since we have this really nice internet platform, hey, dumb people, stop hitting my brother's cars. Drive correctly. This has been a public service announcement from the Adams Brothers. This is a movie channel. Otherwise known as the Cinefanatics. Yeah. Speaking of which, there's that movie Crash by David Cronenberg. Have you seen or heard of this movie? Good, because we're not talking about this one on our channel. <laughs> For those of y'all who've seen it, you know why. Uh, you might want to look that up later because it's funny. I don't know how many David Cronenberg movies we've really ever talked about ever at all. Sadly, not enough. Yeah, well. I, I, I am a fan. It happens. Hey, there's a segment we usually like to do pretty close to around this time in the show, which is, what have you caught up on movie-wise in the last week? You introduced this segment. Yeah. I'm doing it this week because you got Jack Diddley to say about I it. have been so busy, I have not been able to watch anything new. I've watched a, I watched yeah. a couple of movies that I've seen before. For some reason, everyone and their mom are watching uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 right now. I guess there's some doc <laughs> documentary that was released. I guess it's on the Shutter stream, whatever. Haven't seen it. Uh, it sounds interesting, but... Uh, I, I just, for some reason, someone mentioned Nightmare on Elm Street 2, and I was like, ah, I feel like watching that again. I even feel though like it's, watching that movie. Even though it's not anywhere near my favorite Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street movie. It really is just, uh, the quality level is just bad yeah. in that one. Uh, and I really noticed that this time, in comparing Freddy's makeup from the first one to the second one, I don't know why I'm looking at you, because you have no clue on this. Freddy's I'm makeup from the head. first to the second one, there's a huge drastic difference. And luckily it gets better in the rest of the Nightmare movies. But, yeah, so I saw that, uh, caught up on, like, The Jerk. I said you had Jack Diddley. You've yeah. seen these movies already. Who yeah, cares? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Anyways, did you watch new movies? Yes, I did. Welcome to Chris's Review Corner, where I'm shooting stuff out of my nose live on camera. Good quality content, y'all. Get that COVID ready. Here we go. Um, Better than the pimple popping videos. Anyway, we do it live sometimes. I don't know why that happened, but excuse me. You can take the camera off me. No, nope, we can't do that. Oh well, we just have to do it anyway. Did you get it all? Make sure. I think. Yeah, I think I got it all. I think we're good. Uh, what horror movie can we can we reference with nasty? No, don't uh, the don't, stuff? Don't yeah. <laughs> I got marshmallow cream popping out of my nose. Um, Let's go back to this image. No, he doesn't have it coming out of his nose. Just coming out of his eyeballs and his mouth. Uh, yeah, legitimately could have gone to that image this entire time. Yeah, like they they really should have had it pouring out of his nose too. By the way, we're doing a stuff watch along this Saturday. Uh, I don't think we mentioned the time, but it's going to be eight p.m. Central Time this Saturday. Uh, yeah. Anyways, we'll, we'll talk, talk about it again. Yeah. It's just okay. I'm going to keep going to that image. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Chris's Review Corner, where stuff doesn't fly out of my nose, typically. I'm sorry, did you say the stuff? <laughs> anyway, uh, if you've been keeping up with my Twitter, my social media, that I am such a superstar at. Um, what are you trying to say? I'm better than you. Uh our mom is better at Twitter than I am. So She's not even on Twitter. <laughs> so if you've been keeping up with my Twitter, this is taking forever for me to get out here. Uh, you've known that I've watched a trilogy for the first time recently, past few days. One right after the other every night. 
Uh, I've watched the Hobbit trilogy for the first time. The trilogy that we've heard this entire time was just not that great. The thing is, is that we're already two individuals who are just, yeah, Lord of the Rings is all right. They're good movies. That's about it. I, I appreciate the Lord of the Rings I, for what was done and the yeah, movie making of yeah. it. There's just not a lot of strong fandom here for Middle Earth. Right. That so, was a good mojito. Okay. Uh, so, you're throwing me off here. The Hobbit movies, we've heard, are not, are not, are not that great. They're not up to par. They're not up to par. Uh, but... I recently watched them. I watched the first one, Unexpected Journey. I was like, oh, you know what? This isn't actually that bad. This is it's kind of a, a, a fun little adventure movie. It's a lot easier to follow than The Lord of the Rings. I'll tell you that much. The plot line is a lot more straightforward. Then I watched, obviously, Desolation of, of Smaug. 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 Desolation of Smog sounds like a movie that takes place in L.A. Jim Carrey was to read movie titles. <laughs> that was it. Uh, that was y'all's one view of my tongue for this stream. We're good now? Yeah. And then, uh, obviously, after that, I watched uh, The Battle of Five Armies. Um, oh, really? That's the third one? That's the third one. Oh, really? You don't say. So here's my review of it. Shut your face. Here's my <laughs> review of it. Surprisingly decent. And I'm going against what Garth just said in the chat there, where he said that they could have been one good movie, but instead they were three bad movies. You know, here's the thing. I didn't read the books, and I'm already not that strong of a Lord of the Rings fan, so if I found something to enjoy in it, then I, <laughs> I declare them not so bad movies. Let them have it, Garth. Just let them have it. Let me have it. <laughs> let me have it. Uh, I mean, for comparison, the last movie we saw in the theater was Bloodshot, so, I mean, come on. <laughs> well, I mean, I've seen a bunch of movies at home since then. Well, yeah, I mean, movies didn't stop. True. Uh, they're actually starting back up again. We'll get into that later. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, Hobbit movies. They are fun adventure flicks. It's weird. Like, I understand there is a story. There is a Hobbit story that was written and the movies are derived from that already exists. But from what I've seen in the movies, it didn't, it didn't really feel like the movie was about Bilbo. And it really wasn't. If anything, I would say that Thorin is actually the main character of these movies. Is that Richard Armitage? Richard Armitage, yeah. He's the, the leader of the of the uh, dwarves. Um, he's not a dwarf. He's not. He's a tall guy. Yeah, he's he's a decently sized man. But in the movie, he was a, a, a wee-sized man. Oh, he was a dwarf in the movie. Yeah. I always thought when I saw images of him that he still was a full-size It was like Jonathan, It was like Jonathan Reese davies No, he was a dwarf in the movie. Oh, okay. S same thing. Gimli was a dwarf. Yeah. Well, they, no, I know that one. And they had to, they had to do the same thing they do with the hobbits, which is force perspective for the entire time. But which that was that's some fun, entertaining special effects. You're trying you're trying to get your you are yeah you already got a little little mojito on your tooth there. Do I? Yeah, I know something in there. Got him, nailed it. Again, tonight's stream is brought to you by mojitos, which is a liquid salad. That's y'all's second view of my tongue this stream. <laughs> too too many. Um. Anyway, really, really good movie, though. It's a bunch of adventure. You're following the dwarves as they try to take back their homeland, essentially, against Smog. But at the same time, Smog, Smog, Smog. And but at the same time, though, there are uh, orcs who are forming together, uh, essentially their battalions, to take out the dwarves and everything. 
that's the kind of the gist of the three movies. Um, yeah, uh, definitely, definitely worth a watch at least once. Uh, you, they're again, they're they're easier to I believe easier to connect with than the actual Lord of the Rings movies because Lord of the Rings there's just a bunch of characters flying all over the place and why are they here and what are they doing over there and what the king is somebody and frodo is somebody and... i've realized i've realized the thing that i that i really don't like about the lord of the rings movies every time i try to watch it first of all there's been like probably ever since the first time i've watched all three movies i have watched all three lord of the rings given them a good shot enjoyed them they were good movies yeah but trying to rewatch them again since has been about as easy as going to the gym there's the times where I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Today I'm going to conquer this. I'm going to better myself and I'm going to sit through all three Lord of the Rings movies and I'm going to fully enjoy them. And I want to be someone that has rewatched this and go, I love these movies now. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of movies. You, you probably have a couple of movies. Y'all probably have a couple of movies uh, like that as well, where the first time you're watching it, you're like, eh. But after rewatching, you're like, I love this movie. Like, Big Lebowski was a big one for me. La La Land. I didn't. I actually surprisingly. I still I, don't like that movie. Shut up. Surprisingly, <laughs> I actually was not big on La La Land the first time I watched it. And if you watched it, you know how the movie ends, and that's why I wasn't big on it the first time I watched it. I had a specific ending in mind, and they didn't do it. Then now, I watched it the second time. You're La La for La La Land. <laughs> that was stupid. Mm, this drink, is so good. Drink your drink. Uh, then I watched it a second time, and I was like, oh, I see what they were going for. Now I understand it. I get it. Yeah. And I really like it. So, uh, so like the Lord of the Rings movies were kind of like that. Like I watched it the first time. I appreciate the movies, the movie making, the evolution of Peter Jackson's directing. Mm-hmm. Going back, if you watch his original movies that he did, like Bad Taste, Brain Dead, Dead Alive, whatever you want to call it, uh, Meet the Feebles, and then you go and look at Lord of the Rings, the huge, huge leaps, huge leaps in yeah. in his movie making ability. Fantastic movies. I absolutely adore them for what they are. I don't believe he had Weta during uh, Meet the Feebles. No. Because <laughs> that was all puppets. So, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, so, I appreciate them. But trying to sit down and rewatch them again, it's funny because every time I get this, like, this thing inside me, like, I want to watch the Lord of the Rings movies and finally like them, I get about 30 minutes or so into uh, Fellowship of the Ring, and then yeah. I just I, I don't continue. Uh, Frodo leaves the Shire and you're done. Pretty much. <laughs> so here, uh, going back to what I was saying, here's the thing I, I didn't like about the Lord of the Rings movies in regards to that. And this is probably what you were saying as far as the Hobbit movies, why the Hobbit movies might be better for, like, say, someone like me, is the Lord of the Rings movies, you're set up, you know that they have to get this ring back to Mordor. Yeah. They have to destroy the ring. Overall, no matter what else happens in these movies... Over the span of three movies, it's we got to get this ring to the stupid volcano in Mordor. We got to drop it and destroy it, and Sauron will be defeated. Yeah. And then there's some other like weird tangent about so and so being like the new king, and then there's this whole major like fight battle over off to the side. I got to start realizing for hand gestures, I need to be over here and not way over here. Also, you probably don't want to lean into the mic when your voice is going up because you'll start. I'm gonna spike the mic. Oh God. But yeah, so it's it's that whole side story about this whole thing with uh, Aragorn, Aragorn being the king. Aragorn. Aragorn. That's Aragorn. a spice, right? Ar- no, that's tarragon. 
Oh, excuse me. This is a cooking channel, y'all. Subliminally, y'all are all learning how to Aragorn. Cook. Strider. Aragorn. Strider. Whatever. Uh, the dude from Green Book. <laughs> Let's not Cap- talk about the movie. Captain right Fantastic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, this whole thing about him being a king was like an entire like subplot. And I'm like, wait a minute. We're trying to get this ring to this volcano. Why are we talking about... Lost me. Okay. Uh, so that's been that's probably been my major problem with it, and that's yeah. not so much the movies. That's just the story, and I get that that's the storytelling from J.R.R. Tolkien. I actually can solve two of your problems real quick. Two birds, one stone. You ready? Huh. Go to the gym and watch Lord of the Rings while you're there. <laughs> by the time you get through, by the time you get all the way through the first one, you will have done an excellent workout. Yeah. I mean, here's here's the honest idea. And this no, is this is not actually, the extended edition. That's way too long to work out. You're onto a good idea here, though. Is that while they're walking, you should to be Mordor, walking. you should be walking. Also. We call that 4D. <laughs> you are walking with the fellowship. Wow, to they Mordor. smell like they haven't taken a shower in a while. Oh, neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> when do we stop this treadmill for second breakfast? <laughs> You can get a protein shake here in a minute. I need a protein boost. (laughs) I need second protein shake. (laughs) Hey, hobbits, we're going to pump you up. Oh, good lord. (laughs) Here's the thing, though. We're we're, we're on the precipice of some new content here. Yeah, something like that. I mean, I I can easily take one of these uh, cameras with me to a gym. Uh, Please don't. I got to get a gym membership first. And I've got to get insurance on the camera. Anyway, speaking of uh, Hobbit movies, insur- good. Check out the Hobbit movies. Speaking of getting insurance on the camera, that's my review. Um, if you have any questions, make sure you send them into the Streamlabs. If you'd like to join yeah. our Patreon, so we can get insurance on the cameras, get insurance. Help us make sure that we can always afford to have cameras so that we can continue this show. Because that might be a thing someday. <clears throat> oh, so we are thirty I... minutes in, and we've got stuff to talk about. Yeah, here's the. This is reminding me. I think there was a. Yeah, tried, we'll guys. get to it, I but. Tried, guys. We got some funny stuff to talk about still. What was there was an episode of South Park. That's where this is going. Um, I'm trying to remember. It was so it was every time there was like an outreach, I guess, group. Every time they mentioned that they need something, like the entire episode would cut to, oh, um, 700 Club. Oh, what's his name? Pat Robinson. It would cut to Pat Robinson, and he Robert was like, Robertson. "Well, we need to get we need to get an engine for our jet to little, be little, able to a little bit slower, a little bit more of a draw." Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna we be able to do that. To... We need to get a jet for our plane. Sure, yeah, probably. Uh, was that him? I don't know. Some yeah, it's someone's like we need to give so we can get a jet for our plane, which is like that's a good use of your. If funds. anyone in the chat remembers, uh, I forgot what it was. There was a, a famous actress that is, she's basically trying to reach uh, like starving children in third world countries. I can't say that word anyways. Okay. Third world, uh, and she slowly over the course of the episode becomes Job of the Hut. Oh gosh! But they keep talking about trying to reach these people that have never heard the good word of Christ. Yeah, uh, missionaries, and then it cuts back to them, yeah, yeah. It cuts back to Pat Robinson, like, well, we need to be able to reach these people, so we need to get this M class jet engine for our spaceship, so we can reach. Uh, they're starting to spaceship. Yeah, they're starting to reach out to like aliens in outer space. So that's how they're trying to Pastor be Elon Musk. So th- 
anyways, I mentioned that because that's what this sounds like. Like, well, we need to be able to update this, that, and the other. So feel free to donate to Streamlabs or Patreon. Or... I, I see that you're almost done with your mojito, and I've barely just begun on mine. And the that, reason for that is because I don't want to be sloshed before the end of this stream. Uh, so now that I'm almost done with mine, I would recommend take your time. That's what I'm doing. I made those pretty strong. Have not had enough uh, food yet. Anyway. Sally Struthers, that's it. Mm. Sally Struthers, and she's the one who's doing like a so, lot of outreach. The reason why I was making a face while you were trying to get into that story about South Park is because we both said stuff twice, and you didn't do anything about it. And I thought that was going to be a running joke, but apparently it's not. Stuff. Stuff. It's the stuff. Are you eating it, or is it eating stuff, you? Stuff, 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 stuff. <laughs> stuff, 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 stuff. <laughs> Get on our Patreon, 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 Patreon. <laughs> oh. Anyways. Uh, have we mentioned lately that this is a stupid stream tonight? <laughs> And I'm having fun with it, so let's get into some movie news. What's the, what's the first uh, thing to talk about? So, for movie news, apparently I'm running the movie news this week. Yeah, you wrote it all down. I didn't. Whoops. Mm -hmm. Whoopsie. Uh, so, right off the bat, apparently Stephen King wants to do a, a Jason Voorhees movie. Yeah, I'll go ahead and take over this topic. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> uh, so, it was announced that, I guess, Stephen King had an idea in mind of doing potentially a Friday the 13th. But it's from the viewpoint of Jason Voorhees. Which is interesting because from what I know about Jason Voorhees is he's he's pretty much a nondescript, no feeling, no emotion. He's just a mask and then that's... Well, he had a little bit of feeling in that, like, the first movie, the, uh, if you're a fan of Scream, you've seen the first Scream movie, so you should know this. Yeah. Uh, that the first movie, the actual killer, sorry, spoilers, that movie came out, like, in the 80, in 1980, though, so, I mean, you've had all this time. Plug your ears. The, the killer in the first movie was actually Jason's mom. That Jason was a kid who was at this uh, camp, and because the teenagers who were the camp the counselor. killer the first Friday the 13th, not Scream. Correct. I got completely confused. Sorry, there. I, was like, I may have misworded that. I was like, whoa, Scream they, was part of it, Friday the 13th? No. That it, okay, it, go back and watch that again. It, it was a big part of the opening of Scream with Drew Barrymore. Got was it. the question as to who's, who's the killer in Friday the 13th. Now I'm on track. She said Jason when actually Friday the 13th, the first movie, it's, it's Jason's mom. Pamela Voorhees, Jason's mom. Uh, so, yeah, Jason was a kid at the summer camp. Uh, he... He drowned in Camp Crystal Lake because the counselors, who were teenagers, were off busy partying, drinking, having sex, whatever. Sure. So that's why he died. Stupid and then, counselors. Stupid teenage counselors. Anyways, so so she, Pamela Voorhees gets killed in the first movie, and then Jason apparently like rises up from the lake, comes back from the dead, and he becomes the killer for the rest of the series. Huh. So the idea that that Stephen King had was to tell the story from Jason's point of view, which you're absolutely correct. For the rest of the movie, he pretty much is a an emotionless thing that's just walking around killing people yeah. randomly. I've seen the video game. I have friends oh. who've played the video game. <laughs> the and Nintendo was... one? No. It was a more recent one. Oh, okay. I was, anytime I hear the video game, I think the original Nintendo where Jason was like neon colors. And I think like, they were playing it on Xbox or something. But uh, 
Yeah, so he was uh, Stephen King was wanting to do a book script movie where he he's basically writing Jason as a sympathetic character that you feel for. Interesting. Brilliant concept. That's really interesting, actually. I actually really like this concept, this idea, and I would love to see this. Because you're supposed to take somebody who's basically a, a robot <clears throat> for all intents and purposes. He's very robotic. Exactly. He mindlessly kills people, mm-hmm. and now you're, we're going to try to to take up the challenge of taking this mindless killer <clears throat> and make him a sympathetic figure. Interesting. Interesting Which, concept. If it weren't Stephen King, probably would fail incredibly. So the thing is, is we've seen this kind of concept before in like one-off movies mm-hmm. where you are led to kind of sympathize with the psycho killer throughout the whole movie. The problem is, Joker. is okay, good example. Well, okay, uh, kind of, sort of. The, the point I'm the point I'm trying to make is this might be an original movie where. You don't know you you haven't met the psycho killer until this movie. Yeah. And the movie wants you to not like him but at the same time you sympathize with him. This is probably the first time that there's a major movie franchise. Friday the 13th is a huge horror franchise. Yeah, it's one of the classics. And to try to get the general audience to sympathize with Jason Voorhees is a steep mountain to climb. Exactly, and that's what would make the concept of the story so good. And I'm actually like, I'm really down for this. Yeah, uh, it's it's an interesting concept. And again, like I said, if there were anyone other than Stephen King, probably wouldn't work out so well. And, and that's not to say like everything that has Stephen King's name on it is a grand slam. But yeah. is that a sports reference? I think I was making a pancake reference, honestly. But either way. Denny's does sound good right now. Yeah, it does. But, um, I mean, that was that was full at the beginning of the stream, so that's why Denny's sounds we've good. We've only been streaming for 38 minutes. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, the thing is, is that this isn't actually a confirmed project. This is just St- Stephen King kind of musing on Twitter about the idea of, oh, it could have been fun to do. But was he just musing on Twitter, or was he doing a uh, – a low-key Ryan Reynolds released the test footage to Deadpool. Here's the thing. And we're in a position right now that Stephen King is having a a major... Midlife like, crisis. Okay. <laughs> we're having a major renaissance to Stephen King properties right now. It? it well, that, that was essentially the catalyst. Yeah. That it... The first It movie did so well that... Like we're getting like all these other Stephen King. They redid Pet Cemetery, Gerald's Game. I didn't like Pet Cemetery, by the way. That was not a good remake. But uh, Gerald's Game on Netflix mm. was fantastic. So that was good. It looked interesting. Uh, the Dark Tower, terrible. Did you actually <clears throat> watch it? No. I just heard it was terrible. I just heard it was terrible, and I I really didn't have that much of an interest in that story to begin Again, with. But w- welcome to where we're at as a YouTube channel right now. Where hey, that movie sounds like it's a horrible movie. Noted. Yeah, and here's the thing, and this is one of the things we don't I have ha- the money for it. It, it. This this is gonna sound weird, but this is kind of one of the things that I'm really hoping and looking forward to with this channel. That I want this channel to get so big that yes, we will go see a movie that you know is gonna be bad. Cats. Cats. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, the, you know is going to be bad that w- we've heard is going to be bad. But yeah. because we run a movie channel, we're going to go see it anyways. The thing and with give, Cats, though. At least give our honest opinion. The thing with Cats, though, is that we at least were going into that hoping that it would be so bad that it would be still a fun watch. Nah. And it was just the roughest. It was not a fun watch. No. Music is still good, though. So. I like the music. Yeah. So the point with Stephen King mm-hmm. is I have no idea where you were at. So I was trying to lead you into saying something there. That Stephen King, <laughs> right now, Stephen King is money. That's true. Two box offices. You sit there and you say, hey, I want to remake the Stephen King story or whatever. You'll probably like they need to they need to remake uh, Maximum Overdrive. Don't let Stephen King direct his own movie for the love of God. But remake Maximum Overdrive, especially right now in the internet age. Yeah, that would be fantastic, and I'm eager to see what they could do with that. Uh, I would like to think that they need to remake Langoliers. <gasps> that was good because those things are crappy looking. Hey, especially terrified now. me as a child. And then as an adult, I looked at it and I was like. Pfft. I can do better effects than that on my final cut on my computer. Uh, so, for those not familiar, they did a, a made-for-TV movie of the Langoliers with these really... This was like, what, early to mid-90s, I believe, was when this came out? Uh, with these really crappy computer-generated little... Balls of teeth. Yeah, that's what they were. They were like little floating blobs that had like the mouth open like the Demogorgon. Yeah, kind of. The mouth kind of opened like the Demogorgon, and you had these teeth that kind of moved within the 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 sides of the open. The movie teeth, whatever. is a, the movie had an interesting concept to it. It was a good. It was a good concept. I liked the some of the characters in there. It was definitely made for TV, though. Yes, and that that movie could stand to have like a, a well budgeted theatrical. It might not actually be a movie I would want to see, to be honest, but. Hey, you know. It depends on what direction they go with it because Full on the con- the uh, well I would I would go I would stick with a uh, psycho horror like a like a get out type or a us or something like that. The thing the horror the horror from that movie came from the fact that these people were on a plane, the plane landed. There are no people. There is nothing. Imagine you're on a plane, all yeah. of a sudden people disappear. You land the plane and there's nothing. There's no there's no other people, there's no sounds, there's no anything. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing to the air. Yeah. Like the air that we breathe, you you breathe in air and you can tell it has like body, it, it gives you life. This air is just dead. It's still air, but you're like uh, I'm not afraid to time you out, Garth. Balls of teeth and christen. I mean <laughs> Balls of Teeth, that's, that's a good band name. Hey, anyway. that's a good band name. Anyway, I was just if, we, if, if we knew how to start a band. Yeah, we're barely functioning on a YouTube channel right now, apparently. <laughs> start it again, I haven't had enough of this yet. <laughs> no. In fact, I'm going to finish mine and then drink yours, so. Uh, don't you dare. Um, Anyways, so this was just mentioned, it looks like in passing, someone, like I guess, talked to Stephen King, and he's like, yeah, so here's my thought for uh, Jason Voorhees type of movie. I want to see this come to fruition. That's what I'm hearing a lot of, because here's the thing. I may not be into seeing that movie, really. But the but concept, at the least. The concept would be one that I would be intrigued about just existing in general. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, that's that's that about Jason. Could be interesting if uh, if that is a, a kind of like a uh, grassroots trying to make something happen that nobody was asking for or even knew they wanted. Yeah, uh, because I want it. <laughs> there you go. What we got next? Uh, so next we'll move into a segment which I've been rehearsing all day. So this is... Which means se- he's bound to mess it up. Well, uh, probably. <laughs> Especially because, again... Uh, <laughs> There's a glass full of rum a second ago. This is a segment I would like to call Moving Up, Moving Down, Moving Movies All Around, oh, Moving s- Movies. S- Nailed it. Stupid. Anyways, movies are moving. They're moving like crazy right now. And here's the thing. like Since we started, I think actually our very first episode of the tagline was about James Bond being pushed back. We'll get back to James Bond here in a second. Yeah. Uh, so more movies are a moving. Tenet is a moving. Is a moving. Not far though. It was officially announced. Here's the thing. Tenet was essentially the last ditch hope for humanity is what it looked like. To be able to go see a movie this summer. Yeah. Uh, that was the one that was poised to be the movie that was going to be in theaters when theaters opened back up. That was going to be the main movie that was going to hopefully draw audiences back in. Yeah. Not a bad position to be in. Because, I mean, at the same time, we, I know we do have a lot of people that are of the the mindset that, like, ah, I'm still not going to be okay going to see a movie in the theater until oh, probably, yeah. like, after the end of the year. A lot of people. I get that. But movies have to... Life has to continue on. In some form or another. Yeah. Life finds a way. Life will find a way. Uh, movie theaters have to open. Movies have to play. People have to go there. Yeah, because, I mean... The, if you want to be honest about it, what are they going to? They're going to wait for a vaccine that, that might not come this year. We don't know, and so we're not going to have movies at all until sometime in twenty twenty one, unforeseen. Oh, that god, that would suck. It, it would, it would suck. But honestly, it's not. It's just not going to happen. They're going to release stuff, whether people get to go see it or not. Yeah, Tenet was supposed to be our Lord and Savior who ushered us back <laughs> into the theater, though. Who brought all the. Uh, the movie-loving disciples back into into the theater again. There's a lot of biblical references on this stream tonight for some weird reason. Mojito! <laughs> That's a weird reason to get biblical. <laughs> oh, I've had enough alcohol. Let's talk about the Bible. <laughs> Gosh. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, Tenet moved back two weeks, which is funny because what they're doing instead of releasing it at its original release date is they're putting Inception back in theaters instead. So July 17th, you were supposed to see Tenet, but now you get to go watch Inception again, which raises the question. (laughs) Are Inception and Tenet related? Are they related? Which has always been kind of like a rumor just because... Just because it, still the plot of exactly what Tenet is is still mysterious. God dang it, Garth. The Tenet Commandments. The tenet com- I like it. Garth the Magical Mind McMurray. At it again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot we created that nickname. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I remembered. Yes. Uh, so, the thing is, again, we don't know exactly what Tenet is about. It's about playing with time. 
and Inception was about playing with dreams. So yeah, could this could both of these movies function in the same universe? Possibly. The, I don't know if they're going to be like directly related, as in the characters and stories have anything to do with the characters and stories of over here. Mm-hmm. But at the very least, they could probably exist within the same world, the same universe. It's just two, just another form of technology that's kind of the same as the Inception technology. Yeah. It's just a heightened scientific thing that us common folk aren't supposed to understand, but watch an entire movie of uh, explanation to try to exposition to try to. Uh, get by the time we've finished the movie so here's the thing interstellar also yeah here's the thing that i'm i'm actually hyped for with this idea keep talking i'm gonna fix something this is really bothering me keep talking so the idea that we really haven't seen Ooh, your chair is bouncing like crazy anyways moving the camera he's moving the camera that's what his chair looks like y'all you usually see him sitting in it. That's you say the dumbest things. <laughs> I have bad posture, and I need the camera to compensate for it. Oh, no, that's cool. There we go. Completely understandable. Got it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm wondering if, like, say, come the end of Tenet, all of a sudden, uh, whoa, what's the crazy name? The protagonist, the one that uh, David Washington. Oh, what his name is? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. He's uh, He's been referred to as the protagonist. That's it. Oh, he doesn't have an actual name? The protagonist. So like, we, in we, the actual, like, press release, well, this, he's being referred to as the prota- this protagonist. This is why I don't know his name, because they haven't said it. That could be his name. Um, so, <laughs> that chair looks comfy. It's all right. <laughs> uh... <clears throat> But by the end of the movie, like after the whole thing of the movie takes place, doing nothing for my posture. Yeah, he goes to a bar. He sits down, starts talking to some guy that's off camera, and then the camera moves, and you see it's Dom from Inception, still in a dream. Who's still in a dream? So you move the camera over. You see Leonardo DiCaprio. Say it again. Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. Mojito. It's a tiger with. Oh no! What's the dude from uh, Couples Retreat? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Encouragement. Encouragement with your peacock. With your peacock (laughs) chest. If y'all haven't seen Couples Retreat, strong peacock chest. Yes. This guy is insane. That was funny. Anyways. So you move over. You see uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Uh, and I regard think, me. Regard me, yes. <laughs> I think this could potentially be the biggest, like, like <coughs> inter, inner movie link. It could be cool. Since the end of Split. Yeah. Because, I mean, here's the thing. Ooh. When was the last time you, like, a lot of movies you knew were linked together. Say, sure. at the end of Incredible Hulk, you have... Uh, Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark, he goes into a bar. Apparently, all these take place in bars, apparently. He goes to a bar. He talks to Thunderbolt Ross about Avengers and trying to get Banner and yada, yada, yada. But we knew that Hulk and Iron Man existed in the same universe. Uh, (laughs) I like how Chris is... going to respond to it. I'm not going to say it. I like how Chris is still sipping his drink, but Robert... Robert ate right before the stream, so Robert's good for chugging a drink and surviving. Chris doesn't want to be at the end of this tagline. Tagline. Hey guys, I just want to let you know. I don't know if you guys. 
I love you guys. Uh, All of you who are viewing you, us. You guys are great. You we absolutely so love you. I'm trying to talk quietly because I don't want to spike the mic. <laughs> I just, I just want to say that y'all are my best friends. This needs to be clipped out. Y'all are my best friends. Absolutely. Every single you. I you might actually do that still. You. <laughs> You're my brother, man. No, you're my brother. No, you're my brother. Oh, you know, you're my brother. Dude, you are so my brother, bro. Oh, hold on. I need to fix the mic before it echoes again. Bro, fix that mic, man. No one wants to hear two of you at the same time. It's crazy. I'm hearing two of me at the same time. Am I drunk or am I high? I feel like I'm moving into high at this point. Well, you're in Texas, so you're drunk because oh, yeah. you can't get high. Can't legally get high. <laughs> Anyways, um, what were we talking about? I don't oh, know. yeah. That at the end of Split, you thought Split was a completely like a, separate a, movie. It's its own thing. A, a separate autonomous it's its movie. Own thing. And then boom, it's connected to Unbreakable, which came out like ten years before. Yeah, something like that. So you have this uh, movie you release have li- Literally the same situation, which is you've got Tenet, which looks like its own thing, and then by the end of the movie, you're gonna be like, "Boom! Guess what? It's tied to Inception, which came out ten time, ten, ten years before." Yeah, roughly. Absolutely, actually, yeah. Here's the thing, though: if there's a third movie that involves everybody, it's, it's not gonna do well. It's <laughs> no, it's gonna be Christopher Nolan and not M Night Shyamalan, which means it'll be leaps and bounds better than Oh Glass. That was the name of it. Yeah. See, that's how much I don't care about it because I don't remember the name of the But here's, here's the nice thing. If there's a third movie for Christopher Nolan that encompasses all of this, it's going to include Batman. It just has to. We have to have Batman involved. No, because Robert Pattinson's Batman now, and he's already in... T- oh, my no. God. <laughs> he's playing Bruce Wayne and Tenet, isn't he? They didn't give him a name yet either, did they? Wait, is the protagonist... Is, is he playing Robin? Is he playing a different version of Robin? Probably. Oh, what? <laughs> start this stream again. I haven't had enough of this. I'm going to start like putting in like the graphic from uh, Scanners where the dude's head explodes every no. time that happens to no. you. No. 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 What, you don't want to see a dude's head exploding? No. That's, never... how, that's how I start my mornings. Best part of waking up <laughs> is, is a Scanners head. exploding your head. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for uh, taking my joke and finishing it for me in a really unfunny way. That's what I'm here for. That's why I'm the older brother. I. Yeah. Uh, they could also throw in a memento reference with someone using tattoos to remind them of things they don't know from the future. Honestly, if we just start getting a uh, Christopher Nolan cinematic universe where everything is actually tied, like, why not? Dunkirk is a part of it, too. Who knew? Tom Ooh. Hardy comes back and from flying the plane, and he's got this weird mask on his face, but... Whatever, he's too busy trying to help Matthew McConaughey fly off into the stars. The only thing that I think that would be good on that, though, unfortunately we can't do, is if you got uh, Robin Williams' character from Insomnia. Well, yeah, you can't do that, because unfortunately Mr. Williams is no longer with us, you jack. Well, no, I, I that's why I was saying, like, no, we can't do that. But his character from that would be good if it was thrown I mean, into a... Just Christopher get, Nolan. Just get Jamie Costa to play him. Jamie, Co- actually, uh, Jamie Costa looks exactly like him. Yeah, he looks like him, sounds like him. He He's Robin Williams incarnate. Yeah. Reincarnated, I should say. But anyway, that's enough about Tenet. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently Wonder Woman 84 is getting delayed also. To October, I heard. Yeah, so from August to October. 
So that's, I believe that's the first movie that's been pushed back twice. Maybe. Yeah. I Long mean, silence. Say something. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm in deep thought here. Yeah, that's... Uh, the thing is, is what that means is at the end of this... Deep thought. The end of this year is going to be a lot of movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, if everything's good to go and we're still getting movies in the latter half of this year, like especially October on... Woo, buddy. Uh, you can donate to Streamlabs so we can actually watch and review all these movies. <laughs> We're back to that Sally Struthers South Park episode. We'll take some uh, We'll take some Streamlabs so we can keep the lights on this channel so that we can make all these videos that we're going to need to so make. So basically what I'm actually trying to say, though, Ooh, is buddy. if you are investing your time, effort, and money into a YouTube channel where you talk about movies... You might also want to look into something that involves compound interest so you can invest <laughs> that move, that money right now and it compounds itself in time for you to watch every single movie that comes out at the end of this year. Because uh, that's pretty much the year's worth of movies at this point. Judging based on the way this pandemic is going, might I recommend marijuana stocks? <laughs> and we've come full circle on the getting high talk. Yes. Uh, I'm just saying. Anyway... <laughs> Wonder Woman 1984 has been moved three times. Okay, so, I mean, if, if we're going to talk about all the times that it's just been moved by the studio just because uh, it wants to move, then it still has to be New Mutants. I was going to say, that's not the only <laughs> movie coming out, supposedly coming out this year that has been moved more than once. Ooh, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you want to bring in New Mutants, then sure. 2018, guys. Yeah. Beginning of 2018, I think. Uh, I, yeah. It, uh, New Mutants was filmed in 2017. It's been 84 years. <laughs> since New Mutants was filmed. Since, since it was announced. Here's the thing. If New Mutants turns out to be a bad movie, I don't care. I just want to watch it. Yeah, I honestly think it should have been released to a streaming service of some kind, but it uh, is what it is. I, I understand Disney's need to hold on to it. So... Anyway, so how do we feel about Wonder Woman moving? Uh, I mean, if they feel like they need to move it, then that's the right call for them. At this point, I'm not sliding any studio for for moving any movie that they want to move. No. I'm not going to slide any studio for not moving movies and opening them like Disney's going to do with Mulan still, it looks like. Yeah, so now that Tenet has moved away from its opening date, that means Mulan is now going to be the first and foremost. Yep. Tenet. That means Mulan is going to be the first and foremost no. movie no. to open yeah. the official 2020 summer blockbuster movies. Which is very fascinating. Um, I am looking forward to that movie uh, because I can neither confirm nor deny I watched Mulan semi-recently for the first time. Mm -hmm. No, actually, I can't confirm that because I just said it. But it's, a, it's, it's going to be an inter interesting one to see. Because uh, now, what's its release date? It was July 20-something? I can't remember. It's in the July 20-something range. You're staring at me like you don't For know. For Mulan? Yeah. Uh, what was it? Was it original Never release? Mind. Never the, mind. We're uh, okay. We're moving on. The it's original right. release okay. date? Yep, that's fine. It's okay. It was back in March. Sure, but in July. Yeah, it's. Uh, it was supposed to be the week after Tenet. So Tenet was supposed to come out the Got 17th? It. Nailed it. So the next week after Tenet. Yeah, so that's going to be our first movie, and then we're actually going to get Tenet. But WB feels like for some reason they're not comfortable yet with pushing Wonder Woman out in August. Uh, and that's, that is fair game because th 
a studio wanting to hold back a big blockbuster movie like Wonder Woman, which will guarantee ticket sales for sure, mm-hmm. just to see how how is Tenet and Mulan going to do, especially because Tenet is Warner Brothers also. But Tenet is not based off of a, a, a current IP like Mulan is. As far as we know. Or Wonder Woman. As far as we know. Yeah, well, yeah. Granted, whatever Tenet is. But <laughs> Mulan is based off a of current IP. The previous of. Mulan movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or if you want to look at Disney live action remakes as a whole. Mm-hmm. But so I can see I can see uh I I get I get Wonder Woman or, or WB's wanting to hold off on their safer bet, I guess, and wait until they can feel like they can guarantee more of an audience can come in opening weekend to see it. And I, I think that's actually probably the major part of it. Yeah, is because still, like I heard, we've heard a lot of people talking about even like some streams that we've guest appeared on. I guess people have asked us like, "Hey, so when movie theaters open back up, are you going to go see it?" Which at that time, the idea was that movie theaters are going to open, and Tenant is going to be the movie that opens movie theaters. In which case, we were both like, yeah, we're going to go see Tenet. We're eager yeah. to go see this. The general public doesn't think that way, though. I know that there's a massive amount of people still they are going to be like, yeah. And we uh, mentioned this earlier. I don't know about what you're saying here. No. there. I, I've heard of people saying, like, yes, movie theaters are open. These major movies are playing. I still don't feel comfortable until later on in the year or until after the year's over, especially if there's going to be a second spike. There's a lot of people we're following who are saying that, who are who are friends with us within the business, within yeah. the industry. However, if you look at society right now as a whole in America, the states that are open, there's people out and about doing stuff. I... The I think the only way that people aren't going to see these movies is because theaters are going to be limiting how many people can come in to see the movie at the same time. So, I think I absolutely think there's going so, to be a bunch of people there. But it comes down to, other than that, it still comes down to, like, yes, there's a lot of people that are out and about yeah. that want to go back to, like, say, restaurants. Are these the same people that want to be, like, sitting in a movie theater for, like, two-plus hours? Probably. I mean, the ones at the beach, the ones who are... Well, beach is open air. Flocking retail stores and everything that are open again. So that's a good comparison. Yeah. Well, the beach is open air until you get a bunch of people packed on it, and then it's might as well be closed air. Yeah. Florida. Florida. Um, <laughs> um, but, I mean, that's the thing. So you're limiting... You may be essentially shooting yourself in the foot if you're going to be say tenant or mulan that's yeah. gonna open when the movie theaters open back up which apparently according to reports a, a lot some smaller movie chains are opening within this next week mm-hmm. so to speak uh a lot of the major chains are gonna they are really are planning on opening in time for tenant mulan i think there's been a lot of discussion between movie studios and th- and uh, the big theater chains mm-hmm. they've been working together because i think everybody everybody has something to lose or something to gain here it's not going to be like a hey we want to release our movie uh we're not sure if they're going to be open though so we might not release it here and we don't know if they're going to be open though it's like hey regal hey amc hey cinemark are you guys opening cool we'll have our movie relate our, our movie ready for that time if, if, if you want to open then that's what's happening um so i mean the situation the situation looks it's this is going to be 
like we've been saying since the beginning of this whole thing, this beginning of this whole pa- pandemic back in March, beginning for the United States anyway, <laughs> um, this is going to be an interesting time and just an interesting uh, case study for how do how does the movie industry recuperate from a pandemic? It's not necessarily anything that we've experienced in our time before, and I don't know if it's necessarily even anything that the movie theaters have really had to contend with before. Past pandemics were movie theaters really the booming business that they are today i don't know so and unfortunately you just gotta like just open and just start off as if things were completely normal as if the pandemic never happened you got you have theater chains that probably have to work with studios to say like hey what movies do you have that you've already produced within your your library that we can re-put back into theaters You'll make a little bit of money, we'll make a little bit of money, and we'll be able to get this thing kickstarted again. Some people will come see them, but it doesn't matter because these movies have been out for a while and people have seen them before, it's fine. Uh, and that that tells that, that explains why WB is saying, okay, let's put Inception back into the theaters. Let's give people kind of a warm-up, a chance to come back to the theater, get used to the theater again, if that's even really a thing. And we'll, uh, we'll be able to kind of use that as a, as a study for what's going to happen when uh, Tenet comes out. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Streamlabs, AJ Lancaster uh, dropped in $5 saying, Weird thought with all the movie release date changes. New Mutants didn't change its release date. Uh, from its original one to when I, they pushed I get, they pushed it to August also, didn't they? They pushed back to August, yes. So the thing is, is they had their release date was supposed to be, I believe, like the end of April. Yeah. Uh, and everything seemed to be very solid that they were going to hit that, which, I mean, you've had enough time, seriously. But they were going to hit that, and then, oh, look, there's a pandemic. Move it again, and we're like, oh, okay. Here's an excuse. Jump on it. <sighs> which I mean, Is there anything a- else we could do with this movie while Probably. we're having to wait again? Probably literally the best excuse they've had to move a movie this entire time, <laughs> yeah. to be honest, but... Yeah, because not once has anyone said anything uh, like that. Like, because these movies are being pushed back, they're like, oh, the, typically when you hear a movie is being delayed or pushed back, they're like, oh, well, this movie must suck. They must be doing reshoots to make it better. And I fully expect New Mutants to suck and need to be better. Here's the thing. I'm actually, I, I believe at this point, we're, we've actually entered a phase where they've reviewed the movie over and over again. They're like, we're going to make this movie good. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, if they have enough faith in it that they're not putting it on a streaming service and they're thinking it can go into uh, theaters, then that's, that, that is the case. There are some movies that are getting put out on streaming services that shouldn't be or shouldn't be in theaters. And one of those I feel like we should touch on in a second, but let's talk about Bond first before we get there. Uh, so, well, <laughs> the original joke that I was going to do before news got released was that despite all these movies getting pushed back bill and ted face the music actually has been pushed forward one week like like it's in august still yeah it's still in august but it's now moved up one week from its release date like we just want to hurry up and face the music like here's the thing ha we're in a we're in a position where Bill and Ted is poised to be the saviors of our summer. <laughs> that that's a weird concept. To some degree, I mean outside of outside of the protagonist in Mulan. 
Yeah. But essentially we're looking at like really Bill and Ted is going to be out of all these movies being pushed back. Bill and Ted is like, yeah, look, let's come out in a week sooner. We're good for characters whose mantra is be excellent to each other. That is the exact movie we need right now. Yeah. The exact movie that 2020 needs at this moment. So that's, that's funny. Bond is also getting pushed up. I didn't actually see what date is Bond getting pushed to so back up to. Bond has been pushed up to November twentieth. From oh. it was set at November twenty fifth. So, so they're pushing days. up five days early. Well, that's barely I mean, even news. That, yeah, that's really not huge news. But I, I mean, I should have looked at that one because my thing is like I watched all I rewatched the Craig Bond movies and saw Spectre for the first time mm-hmm. a month or two ago. I can't even remember how long it is at this point. Um, I still gotta finish those. Yeah, got super excited because like, I'm I'm vested in the storylines of these movies now, and I want to see I want to see the next one. So when this when they said, "Hey, it's getting pushed up. We're getting we're gonna release it sooner," I was like, "Sweet, it's gonna come out in like August or September. That's that's awesome. We get to see it finally." No, it's just pushing up five days. <laughs> I mean, that's five days sooner than you what you were originally hoping for, but I mean. It's splitting hairs. Granted, the fact this is a movie that was supposed to come out back in April. In April, yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> five days. Um, so, yeah, Bill and Ted, James Bond, they're both moving up. Here's the weird thing. We got all these movies that are moving around, and we talk about, we're talking about this pandemic and how it's affected the industry and everything. Uh, even if there's, like, a quote-unquote second wave, because, I mean, there's reports and some states are spiking again or what have you, I, I don't know enough to comment we're, on this. We're, really, we're seeing spikes because Memorial Day weekend happened, and Memorial now Day. we now we're we may be possibly seeing spikes, unfortunately, because of the protests. Some some of it from protests, others of it is just states being open and people going to retail stores and this, that, and the other. People yeah. are, are are living their lives out and about again. So, given your opinion or political thoughts and feelings, whatever, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> beside the, the point. There's a lot of stuff happening that could that could cause spikes to happen, or yeah. they could be testing more. I don't know what all the different things that people are saying here and there. Anyway, uh, if there's a second wave, I think what's going to happen is it's going to hit at this point, and we're just going to continue living life, <clears throat> even regardless of a second wave. Possibly. Like, it's it's one of those situations where we had the quarantine. We did that. We just got to live life now. And if that's the case, it's, it is going to... Again, we're a movie channel, so we're not like a big politics and world event thing, but it's going to be unfortunate for you know a large number of people who are compromised in their immune systems. But it's going to be... It's, it's probably going to be a thing where just people are going to live their life again, in which case uh, all these movie theaters, all these studios moved their movies to the fall... I think at this point, once Tenet hits, I th- it it feels like everything is going to stay where it's at now. I don't yeah. think we're going to see too much more movement. In which case, New Mutants, yeah, we're going to get New Mutants in August. Yeah. Uh, so moving on uh, to our to the next story on here. Um, so it was kind of interesting uh, that what. <laughs> AJ said, no pressure, Adams Brothers. We trust you for medical advice because you are doctors. I mean, I have watched the entire series of Scrubs Same. multiple times. All eight seasons. I feel like that gives me enough credibility to... All eight seasons, because if you watch the ninth season, you lose credibility. Absolutely. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, so, it's been announced 
uh, and we've seen that Gone with the Wind was pulled from HBO Max. Oh yeah, this was a new story too. Amid what's currently happening, yeah, world events. Yeah. Um. That I mean, both of us, unfortunately, we still have not seen Gone with the Wind. Cool. Throw my dirty laundry out there for everyone to see. I'm admitting it myself too. Just deal yeah, with it. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't consent to letting people know I haven't seen Gone with I the Wind. I didn't consent to my dirty laundry being shown. You just watch the Hobbit movies. You're fine. Anyways, did you just so compare? there is. Gone with the uh, yes, I did. So channel's getting shut down. Gone with the Wind has has been pulled from HBO Max, which that was I would say that was one of the benefits I had of HBO Max's. It was going to be my go to spot for actually watching this movie. I just I know what that movie is about, what it consists of, and. Yeah. The time period. My that it really takes bad. Place in. My really bad ADHD just needs to be able to to block out like uh, my entire day devoting to watching it's this movie. Basically, almost a four hour movie. Yeah, but it's gonna take me like seven to eight hours to watch it because I'm gonna have to pause and walk away. That's and, not a single sit through at all. No, not this um, So, I, I I was in the process of psyching myself up, trying to plan my schedule out. When could I solidify an entire day devoted to watching this movie? So me, as someone who <laughs> runs a movie YouTube channel, say I have seen Gone with the Wind. Yeah, and here's my thoughts, feelings, and opinions about it. However, HBO Max was like, here's again. I know what that movie's about. I know the the time era that this movie takes place in yeah. makes complete sense. The thing is, like, uh, I compare it to, like, if you look back at Disney with Song of the South. And parts of Dumbo. More so probably a very, Song a of the South. A very small part of Dumbo. With the direction you're going, probably more so Song of the South. Yeah. Uh, I'll touch upon that one here in a minute. Yeah. Uh, but, like, Song of the South completely has never been released by Disney in North America. Uh, I know that there's currently a controversial story in regards to uh, Splash Mountain at both Disneyland and Disney World. Still, it, it, neither one of us... I don't, you didn't write Splash Mountain, did you? No, Mom and Dad didn't. Mom, Mom and Dad it. did. Um, but Mom. neither of us have, have written Splash Mountain. Uh, but we know what it's about. We know that the whole ride centers around Br'er Fox, Br'er Bear, Br'er Rabbit, yep. which were the stories that Uncle Remus told during Song of the South. So, I mean, that's really our only connection is knowing those cartoons, those stories, those characters. Yeah. But I have, I have seen Song of the South. I've managed to get a hold of a copy. I have seen it. It's, yeah, I know. It's very hard to get a hold of a copy. I mean, I had the Fantastic Four movie from 1994 also. So, I mean, when you, there's ways of getting those movies back then. What? Uh, but I understand why they're, they're pulling back on this all of a sudden. HBO Max? Yeah. Yeah. Because of the the era, especially right now, the current things we're going through in this country, it makes and the world sense. honestly, the world. Yeah, here's the thing: I like the other countries outside of America are participating in the protests. That's yeah. an amazing thing to see right now. It's it's crazy. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh. So essentially, HBO is they're going to re-release Gone with the Wind back on their HBO Max platform. But apparently they're adding a little bit, not really a documentary, but at least a little bit of a 
an intro that's being I forgot who the person who's doing it is, but I was reading. About oh, they're this. actually shooting something new for they're it. They're shooting. They're shooting something new where they interview a, like a movie historian, reporter type person. I that, thought they were just gonna make a statement. No, no, they're actually shooting something where if you watch the movie on HBO Max, you're gonna see this reporter person, uh, kind of like Masterpiece Theater, where you had a person talking before the movie. For those of y'all who know what Masterpiece Theater is. Masterpiece Theater. Wow, that's a stretch, actually, come to think of it. But uh, you're going to get this person that's talking about, yes, we understand that this is the era that Gone with the Wind takes place in. We understand that humans have evolved in their ways of thinking since then. Ideally. Some of them have. Sort of. (laughs) Uh, That this represents this time frame during this time period. Yeah. Uh, and then of course it sounds like they're going to release it completely unaltered. This is kind of going back. I know like Disney plus where they do have like the individual Disney cartoons. There's been a couple of Disney cartoons from way back in the day, uh, that would play into again, the ideals of that era, the way society was at that time when those cartoons were essentially what we would call racist undertones now. Yeah. Um, and that Disney Plus has put statements before these cartoons or movies, yeah. like Dumbo, because of the the black crows and Dumbo's very much being a black stereotype in the way they talk and act and move. There still isn't a statement before the second Transformers movie, right? No, but that's mm. not on Disney Plus, so Disney doesn't have to worry. Only Michael Bay does. Only Michael Bay. Oh man. Um, uh, but. Like, they've put a statement like, please understand that what you're about to watch represents ideals of that time. It no longer represents, and I'm paraphrasing. Well, that statement wouldn't work for Transformers. No. (laughs) Because those robots come from the future. You mean in the future we're still having these problems? Oh. Oh, buddy. So, yeah, these ideas represent an older society, an older culture, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Please note that this doesn't reflect modern day thinking. Understand, we're not trying to state that this is the way we view the world now. This is back then. And we as Disney do not support these ideals now, but this is a part of history, and now essentially. N- neither does HBO Max. Either. Yeah, so I, that's what HBO Max seems to be doing. Fascinating. Yeah, and it's interesting, and I, I'm actually interested. I actually do kind of like the idea of being able to watch Gone with the Wind once it comes back yeah. with this in place, just to see like what they actually talk about on there. We got to rapid fire through some of these. Yeah, so I'm actually skipping one. <laughs> Artemis Fowl bombed. Yeah, well. We haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen that coming. Maybe, uh, like, maybe we might do something special with that. We'll see. We'll probably about not. It. <laughs> probably not but we'll talk about it. oscars have been pushed back to april so oscars typically play in february they've now been pushed back to april to widen that window of what movies can be qualified to be in the oscars which is fair because all the movies are coming out during that window anyway in which now you're also you're also affecting movies that were already planned mm-hmm to be coming out in that window, which typically, if you look back at Oscars before, yeah. that that is typically when most of your Oscar bait movies come out is in the later part of the year. Now they're being crowded with the summer blockbusters. 
This is going to be an interesting interesting end of the year should everything play out the way I, it's currently set up. I believe that we should now get summer blockbusters in the best picture category. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, in reference to that also, uh, this is more in reference to, again, what's going on with like the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the Academy has announced that even though for a couple of years now, the best picture nominee list has been set has been allowed to be up to 10 they really haven't they haven't hit all 10 I think there was only like one year they did that last year was only nine pictures yeah and so what they're saying now is like we're going to nominate 10 even if there's that one that like eh, it may not be we're going to nominate it yeah in an effort and i don't mean to make that sound bad Bill but and it, Ted. It's, it's in yeah no, it's in an effort to make sure that the Oscars, that the Academy, are inclusive of all ethnicities, race. That we want to make sure we get them all. For example, again, last year uh, they only did nine. Just Mercy came out like towards the tail end of December. A lot of people were saying that that movie should have been nominated. And now that I've seen that movie, I wholeheartedly agree. That movie really should have gotten a nomination. The problem is is because of when that movie was released, supposedly. Again, I'm just going off of what I read. Excuses. Yeah. That when that movie was released, they didn't have the ability to, like, pump out the screeners or to do a full-on Academy press like hey check out this movie sure this is our movie make sure you watch this and keep this movie in your consideration for nominations supposedly that's what happened with just mercy this is trying to to fix that yeah that we will nominate 10 movies we are trying to make sure that we get movies that deserve because a nomination because you're looking at a situation where say like a just mercy type it does speak to a it, it should speak to all people it's def, it definitely speaks to a specific group of people and so what's happening is the oscars just in their general broad sense are going well these movies these movies i think speak to the messages that we feel are important out there right now this one though this one speaks to only these people over here so we're not going to mess with that one but the thing is, is that you can't do something like that. You you can't think that way. You have to say like, hey, sure, this movie does speak to this group of people. Let we need to include that movie also because there are themes, there are elements, there are parts of that movie that should be experienced and viewed by everybody. I mean, yeah, you, that you, movie was made for a reason. You you look at situations where you're looking at uh, movies in the past that have either won or been nominated. And you're looking at the Academy has made great strides in different areas in the past in that regard. I mean, look at Slumdog Millionaire. That is that is a movie that caters roughly a lot of its a lot of its themes and everything are about a specific culture. But it should be seen by everybody because it's a movie that can speak to everybody. Mm-hmm. And so you see that movie. I think that movie actually won, right? Yes, that movie yeah. won Best Picture. Yeah, so that's the same situation we have now where it's like, hey, a movie like Just Mercy needs to be experienced by everybody. Mm-hmm. So we need to make sure that we are promoting. Cause Especially right now because it's still free for yeah, rent. Let's make no <laughs> mistake right now that a movie being nominated and even winning an award is strictly 
the best form of promotion for that film. Yeah. Because <coughs> nobody would ever say anything about Crash ever again if it weren't for the fact that it, it won. And that might also be because of who it won against, but that's that's a different story. Uh, those situations, though, like nominations and awards, there's a reason why studios push so hard to get their specific movies that they want nominated nominated. It's because that is that is great promotion. That's great marketing for your movie. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the Academy does also need to realize is that, hey, we do need to make sure that we are being inclusive and including these these other stories that we have kind of not really completely turned a, a whole eye to. We've kind of been a little bit blind to them. Because we need to make sure right now, especially during this time, at this moment, these movies need to be heavily promoted and they need to be seen. So. Yeah. Um, so Gar- inter- Garth brings up a good point. It was good that Parasite did well to bring focus to a form of it. Yeah, that's, that's exactly like, that's an example of the Academy making a stride to a degree is saying like, hey, Parasite, that was a great movie. It was a really great movie. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's good got recognition from it and i do have like a lot of friends that that they just won't watch a movie with subtitles which i mean i understand if if you're looking at a screen a a part of enjoying the movie is being able to see visually what's put on the screen at the same time you're hearing what the characters are talking about yeah it does detract from being able to look on what's on the screen if you're having to look down at the subtitles so you can read what they're saying you're while you're down here you're missing what's being shown up here yeah so unfortunately that happens with subtitle movies but there's a lot of really good movies that were subtitled parasite being one of them roma roma was fantastic amelie old boy i mean there's i I actually probably have a pretty good list that i could go through but those are just the ones off the top of my head coming soon to uh Cinematic letterboxed. Yeah. The top ten movies that Feature are reading. subtitles that you have to read. <laughs> Star uh, Wars. What? I oh, do highly reading. I highly recommend I mentioned Amelie. I highly recommend Amelie. Yeah. That's such a good movie. Um but anyway, yeah, so the Oscars are getting pushed to I th- I think it's a good move. I think it makes sense looking at what's going on right now and how the whole movie industry has to kind of move and reshape to a degree. Mm-hmm. It does make sense. Uh also we're trying to consider and think about what's going to happen with big events that include a lot of people in a singular space when are those going to be able to come back i mean you're not going to see you're probably not going to see big sporting events with uh, audiences being able to attend pretty much for the rest rest of this year. year i mean maybe the latter half of football season Ooh, super bowl just in time for the super bowl yeah Ooh, i didn't i never even thought about that who Hopefully, uh, everything you, in the world is good by Super Bowl time, huh? Yeah, because you, could you imagine a world where we can't do the Super Bowl? Wow. Where, like, the teams the teams can still play. Wow. But you can't have an audience. That's – how do you have now, a Super Bowl without an audience? I, I mean, this is completely away from talking about movies. Yeah, but, I mean, this a is deal. a major event. I get, like, the bulk of the people who watch the Super Bowl aren't actually at the stadium. They're watching it on their screens at home. But they yeah. usually also have big parties in their home, too, while it's going on. So, wow. What 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 does that look like if we get to February? We've gone through all the football season. We get to February, and we still can't have big events where – crowds can show up at there's a part of me that actually is kind of curious as to, 
to see what that looks like just because i i'm I'm just curious i i can't comprehend that i'm curious but i'd rather somebody in those positions just do a write-up about what that look like and don't actually don't actually want to see i kind of want to see what that looks like but at the same time i know what it means for society to not have that i don't i don't want society to be in the place still where we have to do that i want things to be resolved to a to the capacity that everybody once again feels safe being able to be around each other again because society is missing that community right now yeah at least the people who are still taking it very seriously are anyway anyway so yeah the oscars are being pushed back yeah that'll be fun let's see if uh see if we even get people to be able to show up at the oscars in april yeah hopefully but um so let's see nothing new on the stream labs uh, make sure y'all send in those questions, Streamlabs, Super Chat, if you want. Yeah. Uh, let us know if you have questions on this. We're about to dive into some Schmodown stuff. So. Schmodown. So make sure you get those in. Um, I'm going to refill some water and whatnot. I'm basically a fourth of the way through this drink. How are you feeling on it? I'm feeling great. I'm taking it proper slow. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, so like we said, get on the Streamlabs, guys. Send in some questions. Uh we have here's the thing there's a lot of questions out there that you could ask us because there's a lot of questions that people haven't asked us you get to, don't know who we are get to know us a little bit more what do we like what do we dislike uh, other stupid examples that i can't think of in my head right now because i'm terrible at improv um all of those things are on the table you are taking a long time for that drink uh also jump on our patreon once again we're going to remind you to jump on that's actually not above my head so it's it's up there jump on that patreon because uh we're doing a watch along and we can't bring up the image right now because he's got the control over there and i don't but we're doing the stuff with tim franco you're gonna want to get on that ten dollar tier and you can jump on that uh moving on from that before you sit back down and are able to click onto it uh we're gonna get into some schmodown talk there's a lot to talk about in the schmodown uh that happened this last week and stuff stuff the stuff stuff with special guest tim franco stuff stuff we're doing a watch along ten dollar tier on patreon are you eating it or is it eating you i'm not hold on hold on hold on actually this is a good time to practice my uh don lafontaine in a world where the stuff exists rest in peace (laughs) if that didn't work out did it (laughs) no Oh, <laughs> one man, one jar of stuff. <laughs> is it eating him, or, or is, is he? Is it, is it eating him? Yeah. Or is he eating it, or is it eating him? This summer, Fluffernutters, Michael Moriarty is in the stuff. The stuff. <laughs> oh, don't do that if you're like still dealing with the. I've been dealing with throat stuff ever since like April. Just uh, Corona I'm coughing and stuff. I'm still dealing with that. That's so sad. Pandemic. Yeah, this needs to hurry up and end. Yeah, right. Anyway, it's just called. I it. might need to see a doctor about this. Just called this it allergies. Is, <clears throat> this is insane amount of allergies. I've you never had this happen before. Have not chugged enough orange juice. <laughs> I beg to differ. I love orange juice. Anyway. Uh, yeah, wrapped up on movie news. Let's head into some Schmodown stuff. We've got a little bit of time left here. So, because of what's going on in the world, uh, like... Messed up my throat also. Not last week, but primarily the week before last week, um, there was a lot of, a lot of pushing for, like, let's just go essentially radio silent. 
Every, right. everything, yeah. everything was very focused as it should be on like Black Lives Matter, uh, especially Blackout Tuesday, which just so happens to be Tuesdays when we broadcast. So we also participated in that. Sound angry about it? I'm not angry at all. <laughs> I, I, I'm completely okay with the fact that we got to participate. Yeah, in everybody that. during that week was focused on the Black Lives Matter movement and what was happening in in this country and the world. And honestly, you should. We all should still be focused on it. It's not. It's not. It's not taken care of yet. It's still very much a thing. Uh, so what I will say, because we haven't actually mentioned it on the show yet, if you follow us on our Twitter at CineFanaticsMLP, uh, because of everyone who's watched y'all's donations, we were able to raise two hundred and fifty dollars towards the Justice for Breonna Taylor yep. uh, fund for so, her GoFundMe. So everyone who contributed to that, thank you. That I mean, it's two hundred fifty dollars. Yep. We're still a small YouTube channel. Yep. I'm I'm extremely proud of that. I'm proud of it for a reason. If you look at how many people uh, YouTube is saying are watching our video right now, there's six. That is that is about an average right now for the amount of people who watch anything that we do live stream. Mm-hmm. So it's it's usually in that six to probably eleven or twelve range for that many people, and it's it's the same people on each one of our streams also. And I'll just be very I'm gonna be very transparent about that. We we have a very a very small group of fans right now, people who who like us, and for some reason I don't know why they like us, but they like us, and they decide to spend their time watching us. Why do you like us, Garth? Just <laughs> Garth, Tyler, AJ, Tyler, AJ. Um, Here's the thing. I I, I I I'm in the middle of a thought. I know, but just to quickly divert, I do right. li- I do like having a small group of fans that like I like being able to at least have these personal Dedicated connections. Followers. I, I like having these personal conversations yeah. with them. Absolutely. So I, I like that. Y'all are on like the the beginning, the precipice. I'm gonna lose also. my thought. Shut up. <laughs> Continue on. Uh, so between the three streams, we have a select group of people, about six to eleven to twelve range. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us to have raised two hundred and fifty dollars between essentially those twelve people is fantastic, and yeah. that is not something that should go unnoticed or not talked highly about. So that means the community that we are part of, the small community that we have formed here on Cinefanatics, and the larger community within, say, the Schmodown and the Schmodown adjacent individuals is just a fantastic community because it shows that everybody who is within these communities cares loves actually has human feelings i don't want to get on a soapbox here but let's be honest everybody that we're a part of here has actual human feelings and sees human issues and wants to care about them when was the last time you saw a soapbox it doesn't matter dude come on (laughs) um yeah no that was absolutely fantastic the the people who follow us that just us turning on a camera and doing a show where we talk to the camera, yeah. where we do live stream, follow along with the schmodown, answering movie trivia questions. Yeah. We're able to pull in $250. Here's the thing. To go to something like that. I that, get it. That's, I like it. I get it. Some uh-huh. of the people who are part of the community, a whole lot. They did a whole lot. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's not a competition. We're all We're all raising money together. We're all fighting together essentially for the same fight. So the fact that we got to have a piece of that pie, though, we got to get our two hundred and fifty dollars in there, and we're like, "Hey, look what the our our piece of the community was able to come together and raise too." We're we're so proud of everybody who was able to be a part of that. Uh, I did actually, since we don't have the PayPal quite set up, because I still can't seem to remember to do that. Uh, we don't have PayPal set up 
directly with our Streamlabs. I did just withdraw those funds from Streamlabs today. Mm-hmm. So we've got to wait a little bit for it to process through to my account. And then I will be screenshotting the donation because I want to, I also want to make sure like we're completely transparent with people. When we said we're giving to Brianna Taylor's GoFundMe, you're going to see that we're giving to Brianna Taylor's GoFundMe. Assuming hopefully that it's still open by the time I get the funds from Streamlabs. Otherwise we'll have to be transparent about where else the funds are going to end up going. Yeah. Uh, GoFundMe or charity wise. So yeah, that being said, we're super proud and super thankful for everybody who gave and was a part of that. So, uh, so going back to the fact that, because of because of what's happening, uh, the Schmodown has pushed some shows. They delayed some shows, mm-hmm. rightly so. Again, absolutely no complaints about that. Yep. But that did make this pack week this this past week a packed week, a packed past week. This this made this packed week a past week, <clears throat> a past pack week. <clears throat> anyway, so we got a lot of Schmodown. Yep, to cover. Uh, again, for those of you who are, for those of you who are watching this who are not familiar with the Schmodown. It's a movie trivia game show that has storylines. Watch it. It's on Schmodown lot- Entertainment Network. Yeah. That has storylines <laughs> a lot like wrestling, where you have teams, you have factions, you have betrayals, you have all kinds Good of guys, awesomeness. bad guys, danger, excitement. A Jedi craves none of these things. <laughs> a Jedi craves none of these things. Anyways, so uh, I'm kind of going to go on. Let me see how I have this listed here. In order? Sort of. So, starting off with, uh, we had Greg Alba versus Warfather. Greg for Alba. The, Elba? Was it Elba it's or Greg, Alba? It's Greg Idris Alba. Oh, yeah. Uh, versus Warfather. So, this was the be the official, was, was, that, was that the official or was that a play-in? That's a play-in match. So, that was a play-in match for the Inner Geekdom Tournament. Yep. Fantastic match. Here's the thing, Greg Alba really showed off there that he can actually play in this division, which is great because that means I I here's the, I love the real rejects. Both those guys I think are hilarious with Greg and John. Mm-hmm. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Before we even started our channel, I was watching the real rejects. So they they've been in the game for a while, both Schmodown and just the YouTube game, the movie industry commentary game. Um. To be able to see uh, someone like Greg Alba go from where he where they started in the Shimano, which was, hey, let's go be a part of this thing. It looks like fun, and maybe people will find us from from being a part of this. That that could be cool. To you can tell that both him and John are very much taking this game very seriously, whether they were from the beginning or not. I I can't I can't speak to that, but you can tell now that they definitely are. Yeah, they are looking for wins. They are on the hunt for wins. This was a good game to show off that Greg Alba is definitely wanting to have at least some form of success within the inner geek industry. Is he going to get to a belt? Maybe not. Probably not. Uh, he's got to go up against Mike Kalinowski in the first round. That's going to be fun to watch. <laughs> but that being said, he definitely is someone that that is now striking me as like, I want to make a name for myself here. Yeah. So... It's fun to watch. Warfather definitely looks like someone who is wanting to make more of a splash in singles. He wants to focus more of his time towards that. Kind of showed off a little bit here in this in this match that his heart probably wasn't necessarily in inner geekdom so much right now. But that's what Lady Fife gave him. 
Well, that's what he asked for from Lady Fife. Oh, but, ask and he shall receive. But now I think he is wanting to veer his ship in, an, in another direction. Why can't I do any voices without, like, having a coughing fit? Because they all come from right here. Uh, apparently. Unless it's a cartoon character. So, it was a good match. Uh, glad to see Greg get that win under his belt. And uh, hopefully hopefully he puts up some uh, some kind of a good fight against Kalinowski because that will make it very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, so the next one was, uh, the Barbarian, Craig Gaynor versus Adam Lavick. Uh, so here's the thing. We haven't seen Barbarian in Inner Geekdom. <laughs> Good, huh? Straight into a mint leaf. Oh. Uh, so we haven't seen the Barbarian Mojito. In, in Inner Geekdom. Uh, but Adam <laughs> Lavick has been a veteran of the Inner Geekdom Division. Yeah, he's been around for quite some time in Inner Geekdom. I mean, he, I'm pretty sure he made his debut alongside Hector Navarro, who was the first Inner Geekdom champion. So, was he? No. Burnett was the first. Navarro. Burnett was the first, then Navarro got the belt off Burnett. Navarro! Yeah. Yes, because Navarro had it until uh, Inman took it, I believe. Mm hmm. Yeah. Gotta recall my history of the Schmodown here. Uh, which we will be doing again on our Patreon. We will be doing a, a watch-along with old episodes of the yeah. Schmodown. We've we, got one coming up pretty soon. We have asked on Patreon, so those of you who already follow us on Patreon, go search for that post. We have already asked on there which ones you want us to watch. Garth has actually so kindly let us know which one he would like. Which is probably the one we're going to go with. And unless somebody else says otherwise, and there's enough votes to an otherwise, I would say the one that Garth suggested is probably the one we're going to end up doing. I don't know what it is off the top of my head right uh, now. I believe it was a spectacular match. Yeah. I know that much. I, I, I knew it had, like, above the line. Sorry, or... Garth. We'll have to go back and look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we will be doing that one probably, I would say probably within the next week. Yeah, we have to figure, well, we'll solidify a date here probably tonight. Yeah. Honestly. We probably won't social media it tonight, but we'll probably solidify a date tonight. Again, you're seeing the behind the scenes on camera. We've never run a Patreon before, so I mean. <laughs> when we're not on camera, we don't talk to each other. Ever. He stays in his room, I stay in my room. Which is good because he stinks. That's not true. <laughs> it's not. My brother spil smells splendid. Anyways. Old spice. Anyways, not, a, spo not a sponsor. Back to me. Now back to him. <laughs> I'm the guy that you could be. Never mind. Um, That's okay. So Barbarian versus Adam Lavick. Great showing for the Barbarian. Yeah. Uh, because there was there's a lot of hype around him. He's a guy who knows things. <laughs> Specifically movie things. Specifically movie things. He knows some stuff. Uh, we've mentioned it in our reaction to it that we've heard people from the Finstock Exchange, primarily uh, anyone from the Five Horsemen, saying that if they question something, he's been a person that they've gone to like, hey, just real quick, just to verify, was this, that, and the other from this, that, and the other movie, yeah. whatever. He's been their, essentially their walking IMDB for the Finstock Exchange. Which is crazy, a crazy, crazy thing for a rookie coming in to be the one who is that role yeah it's kind of insane and unheard of which is why you know i'm looking at this match when he faced off against adam lavick and we're seeing how barbarian fares in inner geekdom 
And we we know how Robert Parker fares in Intergeekdom. We've seen Ben Goddard now in Intergeekdom also. We've seen we've seen Ben Goddard just straight up winning everything. Uh, this is a side note to this match that we're talking about, but you're looking at rookie of the year is down to those three. It's Ben Goddard. It's Robert Parker. It's uh, barbarian. These are your, these are going to be your options at this point. And uh, barbarian proved why he's in that conversation with that match too. Mm -hmm. And probably will continue to prove it throughout his, his time in this tournament up until when he faces Robert Parker. And then we'll see. And that's going to be very interesting. So here's the thing. Assuming that Ben Goddard doesn't beat Robert Parker. I do, I do like uh, I do like Goddard. I do like Parker. We've met both of those gentlemen. They're fantastic people. Great guys. I've played movie trivia against the Barbarian over on the uh, Video Chronic pop culture quizzes that they do. And so is Garth. And so is Garth. Uh, Barbarian knows knows some things. Yeah. He he's a good competitor. Oh, he knows quite a bit of things. Yeah, so I I I, I really do like his position, and he definitely has my vote for being the potential rookie of the year. So, but yeah, for this match, it it was a it was a great showing for him. I don't know who he's got next up on the bracket. I know that the next people in the bracket still have to play their match also, but I know at some point. You could be looking – I mean, the way pretty much the majority of the people, I'm guessing, at this point expect it to go is that you're going to see Barbarian face off against Parker for that side – for the domination of that side of the bracket. And then more or less whoever whoever uh, wins that is probably going to have to face, say, Mike Kalinowski on the other side. Granted, you know, your other strong ones on that side are still, you know, Brandon Hanna, which we'll get to in a second, and uh, mm -hmm. Alex – probably Alex, Alex Damon, which we still haven't watched that match. We need to watch that match, too. Yeah. Damon versus Jen. Yeah. So, no spoilers on that one, guys. We're not talking about that. I think that one's still on Patreon in anyway, so. Yeah, that was just released to all Patreons today, so. Yeah. We still, we will probably be watching and reacting to that tomorrow. Manana. Alex Damon Mojito. versus Jen Kemp. Yeah. Uh, next one, moving into the Star Wars, we had uh, Demolanta versus Scrimshaw. Fantastic. That, that was such a good match. At this point, like, here's the thing. I know a lot of people, the detractors say that, well, because it's a virtual, it's a, it's virtual, it's not in the studio. Does it really count for match of the year? For me, yes. Absolutely, 100%. That is, when somebody has a perfect game and they lose in sudden death because they missed one word based on how the question could be answered ideologically mm -hmm. Luke versus Luke's hatred and they lose on on the uh, on the fact that their opponent called a uh, challenge challenge on it that's a good game Dude, studio you, or otherwise when come you on. win the game by a challenge in sudden death Oh. Andrew Demolanta just proved right there that not only does he know his Star Wars, he completely shut up anybody who was going, oh, he's zero and two. Well, now he's one and two, and he proved with that one that he knows his Star Wars because he had a perfect game, but he also knows the game of the Schmodown because he knew that was a worthy challenge, and it absolutely was. Over the years, watching the Schmodown now... Yeah. How it's played out, how it's played, playing it, 
knowing how the schmodown is played and having that strategy mm-hmm. is I almost feel like it's probably almost more important than the movie trivia itself. Because there's a lot of times, there is honestly a lot of those questions that even if you don't know the answer, if you know a strategy of how to play the game, you will figure out the answer. Especially when you get into like that round two, going to multiple choice. There's things you can see that you can tell, you can decipher from context clues from the multiple choice that, yeah, it's knowing how to play the game is almost as important, if not more important than the movie trivia itself. Which is fantastic. That makes for a great game. Yeah, and Garth brings up a good point here. He said that Demolanto was going to challenge on the red leader answer in round two, which he may have lost his challenge on. He was smart to save it. Um, yeah, and he talked about it with Demolanto after the match. Yeah, that was a that was a very wise decision on his part because that would have been a challenge that he probably would have lost. But the fact that he saved that challenge and waited till the end to use it fantastic move i mean demolanta proved in one match he's 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 lost his matches before but he proved in one match that he is not only a serious contender but is an absolute threat in the star wars division and the one thing i also want to mention is that i think it was very funny that the whole time he was sitting there like on the camera i'm trying to figure out my camera angle he was sitting there on the camera like this oh yes that would be the red leader squadron of like he was off to the side just a very very unnatural poise but he's like rune hacko oh, yeah let me tell you about this nemoidians <laughs> the nemoidians are the ones who were running run, running the trade federation like geez, salacious dude. b crumb no that was mark ellis's name yeah yeah <clears throat> that's the other thing the other thing we can like touch on there is that uh, Ellis is an entertainer through and through. Uh, for his sake, I really hope that he is able to get back onto the uh, the stand up stage soon, sooner rather than later, because I just know he's itching to do that. But I want to be like Ellis when I grow <clears throat> up. I want to be a baby carrot when I grow up. Because <laughs> like literally everything he does as as a side to what his commentary, just in general, mm-hmm. he's got the little names and all the matches that are like referential to something. It's fantastic. It's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, moving that, in, but real quick before we move on to that one, we should note that yes, yeah, Scrimshaw threw a perfect match and just missed by one word. Scrimshaw is somebody who should have held the belt in this division at some point. He should have squeaked in there and gotten it, whether it was before Whitwer or between Whitwer and Damon or instead of Whitwer. It should he should have had his time already, and maybe he still might because I don't think he's going anywhere. But man. Yeah, Demolanta proved in that match that uh, he's... First of all, I think he's going to win that side of the bracket completely. But second, he could end up being the one to take that belt off of Alex Damon, which is not a light <laughs> statement for me to say because Alex Damon also throws perfect games. He could be point. the chosen one. <laughs> he was con- conceived by the midichlorians. It said you were supposed to destroy Alex Damon, not join him. Yeah. God, that would be funny. He has no father. He was conceived by the midichlorians. Wow. Ugh. Um, So moving on to the next one in the Star Wars, there's uh, you had Molly Damon versus Adam Witt. <clears throat> Adam Witt is not catching a break here. 
But here's the thing. Here's what I, what I will absolutely give Adam Wick credit for. Before he joined the Star Wars League, mm-hmm. no clue. Had no clue that he could even, like, like here, let's be honest. You and I are not joining Intergeekdom. We're not joining Star Wars. Not anytime soon. I know a lot about Star Wars. Both of us know a lot about Star Wars. Probably not enough to be on that level. Probably will never do Star Wars. Might have interest in Intergeekdom at some point. I need to watch a lot of movies and I need to watch them multiple times and, first. Yeah, if if we catch up on like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter, we might be pretty decent. If there was ever, especially if yeah. there was ever a teams Intergeekdom Which I division, don't, I don't see that happening. I don't either. But I mean, if there ever was, then we might have a good shot at that. I'm hoping but, at least to the very least right now during this Intergeekdom tournament that I can actually answer some Hobbit questions correctly. Yeah. I mean, I just watched all the Star Trek movies, too, so I'm wanting to answer Star Trek movies. Yeah. Uh, we're, working on, we're working on stuff, guys. We're working on stuff. Yeah. The, the the studying is still happening. Even if we're not playing. Even if we're not playing this till, year. Until some point next year, maybe. Which is fine. Uh, but I had no clue Adam Witt was going to, was going to be of the mindset where he's like, yeah, I could I could compete in the Star Wars, and he can, and he can, he absolutely can. Uh, he probably could have almost even won that match against Molly too. The thing is, is that there's just so many cha- so many challenges, so many challenges. But you got to keep in mind also that the thing with Molly is she's literally married to the Star Wars champion. They they talk about star wars probably all the time in that household i'm not going to imagine what living in that household is like (laughs) or even necessarily what going to bed at night is like but i'm pretty sure that as they're falling asleep at night there's some kind of talk about star wars of some sort like like every night has to end with like 10 random like star wars movie trivia questions that they both concoct for each other throughout the day you cannot turn the light off until you're not allowed to turn off the light until you answer these 10 questions (laughs) oh man (laughs) that would be funny that that would be a very funny uh video for them to for them to do i i think actually andrew demolanta should jump on that with uh with nikki yeah and then they can uh they can knock that one especially since uh demolanta does video work professionally and can make that a really good looking video too yeah that's 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 on the side, though, can we get a can we get a Andrew Demolanta and Nikki Demolanta versus Alex and Molly? That would be fun. I don't know how well uh, Nikki can do at Star Wars trivia, but I would assume. I mean, she's on she's on a video with him talking about Star Wars, so maybe make it a a, a, a triple threat teams match and put Sean and Jillian in there also. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so. Still, again, impressive by Adam Witt. Yeah. Uh, you got Molly Damon, though. Again, married. Molly did what we expected her to do, which was win the match. She proved that she was a great snag for Sam Levine. I don't think you should ever refer to a woman like that. <laughs> it's not a problem if you don't call it out, you dummy. <laughs> talking about the draft oh yeah lord you freaking moron good night we're live right now i can't even edit that out um she was a great get for sam levine you um you can't say that word i didn't no. i didn't prove it um 
but yeah, no, she she is expected to be a great competitor, and she was. And I I know a lot of people want to see her and Laura Kelly face off in the finals. And honestly, that would be a really cool finals in the Star Wars tournament. Mm-hmm. I would be okay with that. I don't think it's going to happen though, because as much as I give Molly credit, they're both are they are they're they, on opposite sides. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, they're on opposite yeah. sides. Okay. As much as I give Molly credit all day especially because she lives in a household where Star Wars is a way of life. Uh, live, eat, breathe Star Wars in that house. It's where they make the money from on the Star Wars Explained YouTube channel. Uh, Andrew DeMolanta threw a perfect game. Molly didn't. You got to keep that in mind going into that round. Yeah. In, into that, that round of the, the tournament. DeMolanta is the definition of hungry right now. I know we're probably going to go over a little we bit. We are going to go over a, a little it, it happens. Um, Andrew DeMonte is the definition of hungry right now. And I would not expect less than him throwing another perfect game up against Molly, which is going to be a very hard thing to come up against. So you might see a rematch between uh, DeMonte and Laura Kelly if Laura Kelly is able to beat whoever wins between Ken and Ace, which Ken. I'm thinking at this point is Ken, mm-hmm. based on how what he said about uh Having perfect games watching along with the tournament so far. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I would love to see the Demolanta versus Kelly rematch, though. Because I think... Because you saw you saw what happened there. Kelly won before, and that's what got her into the match with Damon and Spectacular. Demolanta wants his revenge, so he can get into a match with Damon now. At Spectacular. <laughs> Probably at, at this point, maybe at Spectacular. <laughs> or if they can figure out a way to do belt matches uh, live live streamed but either way this star wars tournament is going to be crazy mm-hmm. uh and then the final match for this week was the highly anticipated yeah brandon hannah versus saul the not man versus the phone call versus the phone call <laughs> yeah. yeah he has no nickname he has no he, he has no last name the man with one name saul saul like it's not like Beyonce or Madonna or I I love that he's not <sighs> given a nickname. I mean, you you'd give him like a barbarian or a warfather nickname. It'd be Saul the Saul the Contrarian, Saul the <laughs> yeah, something like that, and that could work. But I even like Saul. I even like that just just because this match existed, he created a, a Twitter account. Yeah, and it's at Schmodown Saul. Like that, you, you can't know Saul from anything else, from any other facet of life except the Schmodown. If you go back and watch the old Collider Live videos, well, yeah, in which where case the dog was, gets the bacon, where the dog gets the freaking bacon, the yep. dog gets the freaking bacon. Uh, that, I love that. That was the kind of the social media stuff we did before. And watch us react and see if Brandon and Hannah gets Saul's bacon. Yeah. Uh, the problem though that everyone was um, yeah, it's fine. Um, the problem with that specifically, though, is every time you mention Saul's name, I'm like, I do want some bacon. Yeah, you're starting to get that, uh, what's that correlation in, in the brain? Yeah. It's like, I heard Saul's name. I smell bacon. I crave bacon. You got that, you definitely have that Pavlov's dogs there type of thing. Got it. Uh, which is funny because this whole thing started because of Saul's dogs. <laughs> or dog. Dog. Yeah. The dog getting the bacon. Here's the thing. That was a great match. And I don't know what people were necessarily expecting. 
Uh, Saul was very much an unknown quantity going into that match. Mm-hmm. Uh, because prior to that, again, all we knew from him was he was just a fan who called into Collider Live. He he got into Collider. He got into... He the, was really good at calling in. Yeah, he got into the schmoes and the personalities of everyone because he enjoyed watching Christian on Jedi Council and then saw, oh, Christian's doing this other thing. I'll watch that too. That's Saul's story. That's how Saul got in. And now he is sitting there... One question away from taking out Brandon Hanna, essentially. Well, there's also, keep in mind that he did participate in, uh, if you went to Spectacular, the, the fan, fan expo, expo yeah. they did, uh, Goddard uh, led the, like, a fan question thing where they called fans up on stage to answer questions. Yeah, like four or so fans would be on stage answering questions and they'd win, like, little prizes here and so there. So he, he participated in that. Now, I can't remember... Even though I was standing right next to the stage the whole time, uh, I can't remember how he performed in that. Um, but I, I, if I remember correctly, I, it was moderately. Okay. I would say he was he was moderately decent. Yeah. Uh, so was Alex Shawshank from Call to Action. Shout out. So, uh, yeah, that, that fan expo was just a lot of fun though. Yeah, I I really do hope that we get a chance to do that again, but. We'll see. <laughs> uh, it was like we volunteered for that. You were taking pictures of fans with the dungeon yeah, for a little bit. The dungeon boys. Uh, I was also just making my rounds in general. Yeah, I was taking pictures of fans with uh, Rachel, Rachel Cushing and Sam Levine. Yeah. So that was that was a, a, was a, a fun experience. It was a blast. But yeah, so that's that's obviously where we got to meet Saul and got to got to find out a little bit about him there. Oh, that's right, because we got that picture on. Uh, I, I guess. Uh, late to the party. We got a picture with late to the party with yeah. Saul on there. Yeah, as Saul well. commented on it today, so that refreshed back in our Twitter feeds again. Yeah, but um, yeah, this was an interesting match though because I think, and if you look at our bracket, we did expect Hannah to win because Hannah wasn't the unknown quantity. Mm-hmm. Hannah was a known quantity. Hannah's been known to win matches in Intergeekdom, be really good at answering questions in Intergeekdom, has had experience in the Schmodown. Uh, even before joining the Schmodown, has experienced being around the Schmodown. It's it just made uh, as much as we love Saul aside. It just made no sense to bet against Hannah in that match. Yeah, that and that's that's outside of the kayfabe of you know oh we we hate Hannah now. Ooh, Hannah's a bad guy. Ooh, that kind of stuff. This is some bull, Hannah. That's some bull, Hannah. Uh, he's a Hannah hole. Anyway. Um, (laughs) the heart wanted Saul to win that though because the way the storyline is built and everything around it the heart likes bacon the heart no the heart the heart (laughs) dies for bacon the heart does not like bacon but the heart needs less bacon um no you go for Saul though because the way the storyline is Hannah's running his mouth against the den because the den dropped him and now he's up against the guy that he should have been playing for the den in place of yeah and so you want to see Saul win that one and kind of shut up Hannah basically and show him like hey you're running your mouth for seven and a half years excuse me sorry minutes on a video what's going to happen is that now I'm going to take you out and then you get to figure out if you want to continue playing or not didn't happen by almost one question. If Saul was able to answer his five-pointer right, then Hannah would have had to answer his five-pointer. Hannah misses that. Saul wins. Mm-hmm. So, as Kate mentioned at the end of that match in the post-match interview, it 
it really is true that we're talking about Saul at the end of this match still. Even though Hannah won, we're talking about Saul right now. Because Saul is coming back. He performed so well that you're not done seeing Saul. Uh, does he have a shot in singles play? Maybe. I'd like to see it. Here's the thing. I'm not... Me personally, I'm not a huge fan of... And I get why people who like competition are. But I'm not a huge fan of that whole, like, almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades ideal. Yeah. If you if you are coming out... A win and, is a win. No, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that. Yeah. Uh, I will go and I will point out, for example, uh, Rachel Silverstrini versus John Roca. That's Rachel Silverstrini taking on John Roca, and she did fantastic. And she did fantastic. She she lost, but she took him like to the end of that match. When you take someone that far, there I was mean, a path. Granted, there's a pathway for her to win that match. Yeah, granted. You lost that match, but had you studied one more movie, had you yeah. watched that one more movie extra in this kind of uh, competition, you may have had that game. Almost is good enough to prove that you have the skills, you have the, yeah. the brain space necessary to be able to pull that win. If the goal is to come back and have another match, to play another game, to get another shot at a win to try to build on that record again, then almost is absolutely something that matters. Mm -hmm. Now, if your focus is solely on that match, yeah, almost is a loss. Fine. But if your match is, or if your focus is, hey, we need to get Saw back in here. He needs to play another game. He's got another game. That's ha that's going to happen. So I think, I mean, you're absolutely correct on that. The, the, ne well, this is, the viewpoint comes from the fact neither one of us are sports people. Neither one of us have really played sports. I think I played like basketball back when I was a kid. I, if I remember correctly, our team lost every single game. I watch the Super Bowl when it comes on. Yeah, for the commercials yeah. and the movie trailers. <laughs> uh, I enjoy the game, whatever but, game that is. I mean, regardless, we're not sports people. We've never had like any kind of like real competition involved in our lives. Until like this, I this play, I play a decent volleyball. This is the type of competition that right. I feel like I want to compete in. Right, and I am completely okay if I'm in a match and I almost yeah. Again, all I need to do is just study maybe that one movie more, or maybe well, those four movies more actually. Uh, that I'm I, I may be able to push that that boundary. That's yeah. that's not bad. I feel like that's more of an encouragement than is looking at when people are like, well, a win is a win and a loss is a loss. No. No, a loss means that I can correct myself and I can do better next time. Yeah, you brought up Rachel, and uh, it's been known that uh, Christian talked to her after the match and said, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't a full-on loss. You actually lost forward. You lost upward. Yeah. You you still won even though you lost. Mm -hmm. uh, for in her case, that was uh, 
being over with the fans, which that's a wrestling term for those of you who aren't necessarily familiar with that. Being over with the fans meaning the f- you've got a groundswell of fan support or fan hate in some capacity. I love that our knowledge of like wrestling terminology Strictly comes from, from the Schmodown. Absolutely, 100%. 100%. <laughs> because I've heard Christian explain it so many times yeah. on, various, on various shows. I absolutely love that. Yeah, it's 100% that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look so, like... The question is: Is Hannah over with the fans right now? I think it's questionable. I think you. I think I actually would ask Christian directly that question because he might be able to answer it right now more than I would. But I think that seven-minute video that Hannah did it put him over with me wanting to see him lose, and I think that's part of the point. Because you made me watch the video for seven minutes. I got stuff to do with my life, dude. Yeah, I gotta move on. So. That that's the situation that we're at with that. Uh, Hannah won that match, but Saul won our hearts. Yeah. So, needless to say, I I can't wait to see Saul compete again. Yeah. Because I'm gonna be cheering for him in that. Now that we've seen Saul play, we know that Saul has that ability to compete in movie trivia. Yeah, I'm all down for that. Real quick before we move on. Which moving on from this really just means is the end, the end of this episode. Yeah, just means seeing if there's any fan questions or anything to answer. Speaking of which, get your questions in Streamlabs, the chat, super chat, whatever. Get questions in. Let's go. I'm going to bring up real quick. Um, I don't know. Do you already have the schedule up for this for this week? As or to th- what's being released, or this week or next week for Schmodown? If not, I can bring it up real quick. If you don't already uh, sure. have it up. I mean, I it's. The banner on the Schmodown. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's on the. It's the banner on the Schmodown's uh, Facebook group. So here's what group. I'm looking for. I actually, I actually got these images. This, this is really wonderful. There you go. Find out. Okay, so there's a couple matches. Uh, uh I was bringing up here. Um, we've got. Mm. So we've got this week. We've got Alex versus Jen Kemp. Uh, obviously, that match is up on Patreon right now. We haven't seen it. So who do we think is going to win that one? I'm going to uh, – uh, wait, him. So Alex That's, Damon versus – yeah. I'm going to have to go with Alex Damon. I have to also, and I think a lot of people – a lot of people don't give Alex Damon enough credit in Intergeekdom. I'm After, starting to. I'm, I absolutely am also. You watch – I mean, we all know how good he is in Star Wars, but if you watch that Lord of the Rings exhibition match – heck, if you watch the uh, championship match that him, him Merle, uh, Roca, and Smets were all a part of. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know he's just good in general. Mm-hmm. He's got some knowledge in regular singles. But he's got a trivia mind. He's got a mind built for trivia. If he's watched or done any any form of studying for movies outside of obviously Lord of the Rings and Star Wars at this point, I, he's a serious threat in IG. A very serious threat in IG. Jan Kemp, who really we would only know more of if we watch more of the say the fan leagues. Yeah. Um, in on the big stage, which I know again technically is still virtual at this point. It's not in. It's not in a studio under lights. But she she is like Saul, essentially for a bulk of the audience, an unknown quantity going into this. She made it to the free for all yeah. last year for like a round or two, something like that. Uh, so she she's been in the Schmodown. She went straight her. Uh, for all intents and purposes, her introduction to the Schmodown was, a big was stage. straight to the huge stage in front of a live audience. At one of the big events of the year. That's uh, me personally. That's not how I'd want to make my debut. No. Well, 
Oh yeah, I didn't. <laughs> but I mean, it's not an official debut. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but it's nothing to sneeze at. No, the fact that you can get on that stage and perform though at all. Yeah. And you're not frozen completely. I mean, I can tell you how freezing in the studio is. Yeah. You want to talk about freezing in front of a live studio audience? That's a whole nother monster. Yeah, so there's something to be said for her in terms of her ability to actually just jump in and play the game. <laughs> fully fully and completely believe that she's going to do well in this game. I also fully and completely believe that Alex Damon is a very serious threat that needs to be taken very seriously and could end up possibly being double-belted if he is as serious in a lot of the other categories as he is in Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So, I've got Alex Damon on that one. I think we both got Alex Damon on that one. We... Our bracket, I think, shows that. Um, some of these other these other two right here, we got Janine versus John Humphreys. <clears throat> uh, the thing is, is I, we don't know either one of them how they are at Inner Geekdom. In IG, yeah. Uh, John Humphrey has done very well in the first free for all. Like he, singles, the first free for all, yeah. First free for all, he got the uh, he got the MVP. MVP. In in teams play though, I mean you you've seen how far the real rejects go. So we do we uh, John and I feel like every time we've seen the real rejects in teams play, we are constantly referring to uh, John Humphrey as the one who's who's anchoring that team. He, he's been seen as the essentially the A player to Alba's B player. Yeah, more or less. Uh, there's no offense to that. That's just that's just how most teams usually work. Like if. We go in as a team. As far as knowledge goes, you are the A player. I am the B player in that case. You are correct in that statement. I'm freely able to admit it because I don't think there's any offense to that. So in that situation, uh, Humphrey, we consider the A player of the Real Rejects team. But going into IG uh, on the Lonely up against uh, Janine the Machine, who I haven't seen anything from IG from her either. Janine, though, has been like Andrew Demolanta in that her knowledge and her ability to play the game and do well at the game does not is not reflected in her record. Yeah. Uh, she is somebody that I believe can play very strongly even in this division. Well, we were both going into this season thinking, thinking that – Janine and Rachel Silverstrini, they were gonna they were yeah. going to rule this season. They they showed enough last year and the year before. Like this is this was going to be their year. Granted, there's a pandemic that kind of moved things around for studio matches and kind of threw everything for a loop, so But we were still we were still hoping on seeing Rachel and Janine possibly getting a belt this year, this season. If not a belt, just at least making a strong uh, a play for one. Mm -hmm. So in this match, I think if we look at our bracket, which obviously we don't have on here, we can't bring it up right now. We'll have it on our actual reaction videos. Uh, I say we get, we got Janine slight on the slight edge here, and I think that's more so just based on her experience with the Schmodown in general. Yeah. Um, uh, and then going back, uh, we've got tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? Yeah, it is tomorrow. Well. In eight minutes. Yeah. Well, tomorrow we've got Ken Knapsack versus uh, Cabrera. Yeah. Which we will be again with the Star Wars, the Star Wars matches yeah. that have been playing on Twitch. We've been live streaming our reaction. We will be doing that again tomorrow night. 
Mm-hmm. So that will be later tomorrow night. Uh, I believe we're shooting towards like 11 o'clock central time. We're going to do it around 11, 11, typically, 15 p.m. Typically, uh, we're, we're, we're being nice. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna do it after Schmobates we, because we, yeah. we know all of y'all want to watch Schmobates first. And we, we like typically waiting for giving call to action some time to do, do Schmobates before because we Because Schmobates is a good show. So yeah, if I, y'all aren't watching it, go over to Call to Action's Alex, uh, YouTube channel. Alex Shashak puts on a good product over there. Yeah, she does. Uh, uh, go watch that and then come back and watch us do a reaction. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun, especially because like I'm looking at this match and you know going into this match, you saw Ken make that promo. He utilized his minutes a lot better than Brandon Hanna. Uh, he made that promo though and super entertaining through it, but said I don't study anymore. This is a young kid's game. This isn't an old man's game anymore. All right, Napsock. Take on Alex Damon. Let's see how you feel about that. Uh, here's the thing, though. Do we actually believe that Ken isn't studying? Ken's li- a, lo- a big portion of Ken's life is Star Wars. He wrote a book on the, on the subject. Yeah, but uh, I don't necessarily want to give anything away, but just because you wrote a book on a subject of a movie doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be the winner it's or tr- expert of that movie. And while that's absolutely true, it's still something that you can utilize as a very heavy <laughs> argument. It doesn't. It, it, nothing else is. It's a very strong intimidation tactic. Yeah, it's a reason why you should be in that match to begin with. Yeah, at the very least. Ken, uh, Ken knows Star Wars. Ken breeds Star Wars. Ken has lived Star Wars. Don't these two like host uh, something? Together? They did. They they were hosts of Jedi Council um, when after after Christian departed from Clyder. Uh, they ended up becoming, along with Emma Fife, they ended up becoming the hosts of Jedi Council. So they have worked together. First of all, Ace has worked with uh, the Schmoes for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. But as hosts together, Ken and Ace work together. So there, there is some fun. There's some, there's some fun behind this match because uh, it's, it's a, a master versus the apprentice kind of a thing, kind of a situation that we're seeing here. And... I'll, I'll und- I gotta understand or I gotta I gotta say it is I think it's Ken I think it's Ken who takes this one R- whether he's done any kind of studying or not uh, I believe that Ken is so Star Wars brained and the thing is while Ace is good in these past few matches that Ace has been in he's he's sh- shown some uh, weakness in his armor a little bit he's shown he's shown holes both in IG and a little bit in Star Wars he won that match but a little bit in Star Wars. I think Ken will throw a near perfect game, mm-hmm. and for someone who's shown a bit of weaknesses in their gameplay, it's going to be hard to overcome a near perfect game. That we haven't seen Ken really playing Star Wars in a long time. Not in a while, but I don't think that man is rusty. Uh, we haven't actually. All, that's the other thing too is we haven't seen him play Schmodown in a while. He's been busy but, being a manager of corruption. Here's the thing. You got yeah. You have to keep in mind what does ring rust look like? Is ring rust mean you just haven't played in a while, or is ring rust mean you haven't been around the schmodown in a while? Because Ken's been around the schmodown. He's been around the schmodown. He's been a manager. He he's just been hasn't a, sat at a desk he, answering questions. He's been at the answer desk, commentating and oh, whatnot yeah. matches like crazy. Yeah. So Ken hasn't left the schmodown. He just hasn't played a game in a while. Interesting to see how this is gonna go. I don't think we're gonna see ring rust here. I think he's gonna do pretty well. He is a master. Uh, based off of that, like when we were first bringing this up, I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to like give an opinion as who I think could potentially win that. Given that information, I might lean towards Napsok. 
Uh, honestly, I think I think Slightly. you're going to see Ken, I think you're going to see Ken walk away on that one. <clears throat> Ace has to do a lot of studying. Which here's the thing, under uh, Winston's management, Winston's been doing good so far. Winston's been doing a fantastic job. They've been dripping, dripping like crazy over there. Please stop saying their slogan. It doesn't work for you. Sure, drip, drip. See, uh, I think that Ken. I think Ken's gonna have that one though. Even even though Winston, I believe, is going to put a lot of great effort into helping Ace try to win that match. So, yeah. uh, we are running out of time. We have already technically ran out of time. We've got to end this stream for this week. Do you? Good night, everybody. Yeah. No. Good night. Do we have anything else that we want to mention? I think uh, we just want to do our plugs again, probably. So yeah, if y'all have any last minute questions, get those in chat, Streamlabs, Super Chat, whatever. Because we're gonna call it a night. Get some questions in. Uh, I've got food I gotta make. I got some more drink to get drink. I've got to halfway through this drink, two hours into the stream. I got you halfway feel, through. Feel anything yet? Nope. Oh, fantastic! I have that was a myself, good drink too. I've kept myself from being like, hey, how y'all doing? I love all y'all. I do have to go to the bathroom though, so let's go ahead and uh, wrap this thing up. So, yeah, uh, make sure you get those questions. If y'all got any last-minute questions for us, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at CineFanaticsMLP. Uh, you see our individual Twitter and Instagrams. They are right down there below our personages. Yeah, below our names. Below our persons. Persons. Yeah, so whatever. I'm making up words at this point, I guess. I don't care. This is the part of the stream it's where we late just feel at night. Guys, we want to eat something. Uh, I know. It's late at night, and I don't have to work tomorrow. I'm still off, so <laughs> hey, I get to sleep. Garth just asked a really good question here. Do you have an idea for the next Patreon movie watch-along? We do have ideas. Um, I don't know for, say, for July necessarily. But for June, the next Patreon movie watch-along is... The Star! The Star! <laughs> Smog. <laughs> the smog. Yes. Smog. So if Stop. you hadn't watched the previous, uh, like, however many minutes, two hours and 19 minutes of this uh, live stream. Or the other 32 times you've promoted this piece. We will be watching The Stuff. That is this Saturday at 8 p.m. Central Time. We will be doing The Stuff with I'll, Tim Franco. I'll be completely honest. Uh, I'm not enthusiastic about the movie choice, but especially after the clips that you showed me and how ridiculously stupid this movie looks, I am kind of excited about it. It's just, I think it's just going to be a really fun, good time, even though I'm not into horror movies at all. Uh, I will also, again, I'm going to mention the fact that you haven't seen this movie before. Nope. Last month we did Iron Man, which is a movie that both of us have seen multiple times. So we were able to sit there and basically everyone who was watching along with us We've all seen this movie. We were able to sit there and talk through it, make jokes, commentate, yeah. or whatever. That's not going to be the central focus this time. We actually are kind of going to be leaning more towards actually watching this movie. So if you haven't seen this movie either, here's a good chance. Uh, watch it with some friends. Come watch it with us. I believe as of right now, the last I checked, it is available for free on Tubi. Tubi. That is T-U-B-I, uh, I guess, dot com. Uh, they are a free movie streaming service. They have the stuff on there. They got the stuff. They've got the stuff. And in case y'all are wondering, the stuff. Anyways. The stuff. They've got the stuff on that. The stuff. Yeah. Uh, or uh, I believe it's also on Amazon Prime. Uh, so yeah. if you're wanting a place to watch it, I would say first and foremost, Tubi is free. 
You, there's no ads as far as I remember. You can watch it on Tubi. That's Yay. that's probably going to be the major place to watch it with us. Get your stuff on the Tubi. Uh, uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun one though. Uh, to really fully answer Garth Garth's question, uh, there's next some, month for July. I'm not quite sure yet. I know there's some ideas that we have. Like there's there's a movie that we were talking about probably just doing uh, fully for the public on YouTube, not putting that one behind the paywall. Uh, but that's not going to be the Patreon watch along. That would just be an extra watch along that we would want to want to do for fun. Yeah, uh, we're talking about one, and then there's one that I brought up that I was talking about doing a maybe a, another public watch along, but also then doing the Patreon watch along uh, as the sequel to the first one, in in uh, in preparation for maybe a movie coming out here pretty soon within the next two months or so possibly we'll see because uh, that one i think if we do it that way it relies completely upon release dates not changing at this point <laughs> which who knows at this which who knows at this point so I've, I've, I've we've never lived in a world where release dates could just yeah. like sporadically just change left and right yeah i say stay tuned because honestly like uh the watch along for july we could think up tomorrow and be like yep we're doing that one nailed yeah. it and so we'll we'll probably end up saying what it is next week or the week after but either way uh this month the stuff next month who knows yet august um i would also uh, i would also venture like let us know whether you put it in the chat you put it or if you're watching this later put it in the comments yeah. uh let us know on social media uh if you're potentially down with watching a movie that you may have to rent like on amazon or youtube or so yeah um because as far as i know right now like i know we've always talked about when we first talked about doing movie watch alongs uh the first one that always popped up in my head was demolition man just because it's such a fun movie it hasn't been available anywhere hasn't been available uh like in any like major streaming platform so we're kind of holding off on that to when like hopefully a majority of y'all are able to watch it but if not would y'all be down with would y'all be okay with renting it on your own just for the ability, the yeah. ability to follow us on it? Because that's going to be a fun one to do. It's going to be an interesting one. That, that's the one I'm going to always be hyping up is talking about like when you, when we do demolition, man, that's the one that you want to be a part of our Patreon on. He's really excited, but he's much more excited about demolition man than I am, but I thought it was okay. Yeah. Well, get hyped. It's going to be good. Ooh. Seashells. Since um, July is the month of yeah. July 4th, may I suggest Captain America movie, maybe Winter Soldier, or maybe Independence Day. I actually kind of like the idea. Here's the thing. Unfortunately, the Marvel ones we are still kind of reserving for I, – I would say the Marvel ones we want to do, and we want to do them in kind order. of in order. So the next one would be Incredible Hulk. The only the only kicker I say, and again, this is stuff that we have to discuss later, probably, is when a Marvel movie is coming out. Do we want to do a watch along that's actually related to that specific movie? Uh, potentially, we might have to break that. So say I mean, like if, say like if we were doing watch alongs when Infinity War and Endgame were coming out. Endgame's coming out. Let's do a watch along to Infinity War before Endgame comes out. That yeah. that kind of scenario. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, I am. I, I here's the thing. I'm a big fan of uh, Independence Day. Honestly, like before Garth mentioned that, I was actually kind of thinking about that. I'm a, I'm a big fan of doing uh, Independence Day watch along. July fifth. Uh, no. But the thing is, yeah, that's the only difference. Is first of all, is Independence Day available on a major streaming platform? I, I think it is. I feel, I'll, I'll research it. That's but. one of those movies I feel like should be available somewhere 
at all times, always. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is that also means if we're going to do Independence uh, Day, that we're going to do – I would say if we do Independence Day, let's make that one the one that's public because we're, we're talking about doing Independence Day. That would have to be done within the next couple of weeks. Again, y'all are seeing our brain processing in real time. And the other one that we were talking about before we would put behind the Patreon. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, I'm okay with that. Uh, here's the thing. That's completely a side note to that. That got me thinking what our uh, watch along should be for November. I'm way months ahead on that one. Yeah, so that's when Black Widow comes out? No. I think we should just do just a uh, uh, an annual. We'll just start an annual tradition of oh of remember remember around the fifth of November. Yeah, uh, which because I want an excuse to watch V for Vendetta every single November anyway. That's the thing. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. I'm not a person that watches V for Vendetta every November fifth. I love that movie. I, I remember I've watched it and I'm like eh. And again, going back to what I was saying earlier, that might be one of those movies I just need to give it another shot, and I'm going to be like, okay, I'm actually starting to like this. You need to put some fresh eyes on that one. That's a really there, good movie. There really wasn't anything about it that I remember that I didn't necessarily <laughs> like. It just didn't grab me. Especially where politics are lying this year in our country. Yeah. You might want to put some eyes on V for Vendetta again. That could be fun. All four of them. Yeah. Anyway, that's a, that's a lot of the what's going on here. Uh you know what's fun is actually Streamlabs is something that you guys can donate to even when we're not streaming. Uh, if you want to just... Oh, at, you don't say. If at any point you want to donate something to Streamlabs while we're not streaming, then we actually will get to it. The next the, time we stream. On the next tagline. Or if it's related, I guess, to a, uh, another stream. So Thank you, Jake. Jake. Jake Jake, showing up right in the... Right, doing that hail, hail Mary uh, streamlab <laughs> link right in the last last quarter there. The, the uh, video drew hell, Halle Berry hail Mary there. Something yeah. video drew did I guess last night. The hashtag Halle Berry hail Mary. Yeah, you gotta watch that pop culture quiz. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, no, don't watch that one. Don't watch that one. Don't watch that one. Watch it, but don't watch if it. If it was any other uh, pop culture quiz from Video Drew, we would say watch it, but don't watch that one. We have a very specific reason for you that. You need to go find find the one where uh, she does Little Shop of Horrors. That one's fantastic to or watch. Or might I also recommend the Infinity War in-game one that we were both on. No, that one. No, don't no, recommend you need, that no, one. you absolutely need to see that Anyways, one. Anyways, um, so that's going to do it for tonight. Uh, it's been a blast. This has been a very weird <laughs> off the walls. I want this to be every tagline. Oh, hopefully. If y'all like this one, make sure to let us know down below. Mojito! You should have finished that long time ago, and this would have been so much better. Nope, it's appropriately fine. <laughs> Anyways. Mm. I'll go full on leaf. Did y'all see that? Uh, oh, hello. I'll find my my uh, muddler in the meantime. Muddler. Yeah. Uh, it's been fun, guys. Thanks for coming and uh, watching and hanging out with us. Also, remember this Saturday, 8 p.m. Central Time, the star. <laughs> Smug. Smug. Anyways, oh. uh, join our Patreon. You'll be able to see that. Uh, again, that's going to do it for uh, tonight. So, roll that beautiful bean footage. Roll it. Roll it's it. It's kind of weird. Hmm. Anyways, I'll figure this out later. Roll it. Anyways, there you go. Roll it. That's going to do it for tonight, and it's not actually playing. There, now it's playing. Don't make me sing it. That sounded weird. People like to bet. Anyways, we will see y'all next week. We'll actually see y'all tomorrow for the the Star Wars reaction. Star Wars. Come back to our channel, 11 p.m. Central Time. Or whenever Schmobates is over. See y'all tomorrow night, and good night, y'all.
I've got a pee. <laughs>